Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. to be one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs to, to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> well, I might sleep here tonight. It's a California <laughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. Yeah. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's Clearly. it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is... Hey, McDonald, how you doing? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Session here on the Brewing Network. I'm your host tonight, Justin Crosley. Joining me... Beardy is back in the studio. Yes. Still here. Won't leave. Still alive. Yep. I haven't been to Alaska yet. Again. Wife hasn't often <laughs> either before or since Alaska. Right. Back in the studio with us this week, the great Sean Sully O'Sullivan. Hey, 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 I'm back. Welcome back, Sully. Your appendix has not gotten the best of you yet either. I'm healed. I had everything checked out. I was like, nothing ever happened. Wow. So you don't have to have that sucker removed. No, it does not have to be removed. I don't have anything else growing in there. Wow. Um, I'll send you my login ID for kp.org. You can read all about it. Read the yeah. Tests. You're a healthy guy, I'm Sully. Back in, yeah, I'm back. Wow. Yeah, feels do you, good. Do you feel better? Do you, it, it, it was. I was knocked down for probably five weeks. Do you feel like it was going on before you even no. knew about it? And okay, so it's not like you were all fatigued, and now you, no. you have like a new lease on life. It's not like that. It was just during the thing. I walked off a plane from France on a Friday, and then I took a train here and got sick. You okay. make the connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. I was just talking with Jamil about this because. Uh, um, 
well, uh, you know, Tasty's sick. Jamil's sick. Um, I've had some issues. And we, you know what we came up with? We linked it all back to Pacheco. Mm. We were all there. We, we all spent a lot of hours in that garage in the in the probably tainted ground of Pacheco, a refinery nearby, town. Right. underneath yeah. power lines. <laughs> yes, yeah, probably yeah. you know some sort of uh, super fun site nearby. Yes, and we were kind of really talking about this, and I was like, because he's thinking that like a class action suit is probably in <laughs> yeah. your, in your future <laughs> against the Brewing Network for being you know beer, beardy, perfectly healthy, never set foot. In the Pacheco. And look at that. I think well, you know, not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> at least in this area, right? Yeah. So somebody actually told me that maybe it was from all the lead in Paris from the fire because I was wow. staying right near, near uh, right near Notre Dame. Oh yeah. And I walked around that thing all the time, and apparently there's a lot of lead in the air, and so like you know, that's an interesting concept. I heard yeah. about that too, actually. For or I read about that. Well, not in the air, but even going back in there to rebuild is kind. Of, there's a bunch of lead. It's around. in the soil. Le- it's in the water. It's, yeah. It's everywhere apparently. Lead's real heavy. How does it stay in the air for that long? It's uh, it's dust. It's lead. Uh, dust. Yeah. Okay. Long enough to get in. in I have some, no idea what it's all these lungs. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Into his appendix. Well, I'm glad you're okay now. I'm back. We've got a great show planned for you today. Long Beach Beer Lab from Long Beach, California, is in studio with us, and I'm excited about this one. It's going to be some interesting stuff to talk about. I've already got their beer in my glass. Uh, a lot of uh, mixed fermentation that they do, but not just beer that they make there. They also ferment and make bread. Did they bring any of that? I don't know, but it was going to be one of my first questions, oh. and an angry one if, if the answer is no. Right. Because I was looking on their website, and it looks so tasty. Yeah, pastries. They have and pastries and what. Yeah, yes. Like a whole bunch of stuff going on there. And they apparently put the bread in beer and the beer in bread, so we get oh. to learn about all of this stuff from Long Beach Beer Lab today, which I'm, I'm excited about. Uh, today's program is brought to you today, of course, uh, from More Beer. Our good friends over at morebeer.com. You can check them out. And while you're there, if you're looking for a new malt to set your pale ales and IPAs apart from the rest, Extra Pale is a modern two-row base malt designed for very light-colored beers. It's germinated like a pale malt to have a high degree of modification for easy brewhouse conversion, but then it's uniquely kilned like a Pilsner malt to have a very light color. The result is a malt that's easily and quickly uh, easily and quickly converts like a true pale ale malt, but is slightly light or lighter than most Pilsner malts. So check it out over at morebeer.com. It's their Extra Pale. So I had an interesting weekend. Uh, last night, I went and saw, for the first time ever, the Rolling Stones. Oh, hey, Whoa. look at you. I saw the Rolling Stones uh, with my dad. My dad has been a Rolling Stones fan since he was a kid, uh, and I never was. So he had offered to me numerous times to take me to different Stones tours. And when I was a kid, I was like, nah, 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 nah I don't want that. I don't, need, I don't need that in my life. You're getting soft in your old age? Well, I always regretted it, actually, as I realized, as I as my musical tastes matured. You were listening to Depeche Mode. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As my musical I tastes matured, I was like, man, I really should have taken him up on some of the shows. And then... And then uh, as I got older, and every time they toured, I, I was too broke to go, mm. which I really am now, too. Jesus, are those tickets crazy expensive. Oh, yeah? They're they're ridiculous. I, I was at, like, the highest point you could be, and the tickets were, like, $200. Wow. <laughs> uh, so they are still raking in some dough, these wow. old fucks. But great show. Um, I hate the new, can I just say that uh, I hate the new Levi's Stadium? You don't like that? Well, oh, I like terrible. Once you get inside, I love it. It's a very nice stadium. Getting to and from it, yep, 
is ridiculously difficult yeah. for one of the newest stadiums ever that they built <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Presumably so that you could get to the damn thing. Right. Well, they did put it in the middle of Silicon Valley, which is already built. Yeah, 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 but 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 out like in the cuts of Silicon. Like not like we're not talking any downtown area here. For example, Try to get a try to get a bite to eat around Levi's Park. I, oh, seen, oh, yeah. I saw you two uh, whenever they were back uh, yeah, last year, yeah. and same thing. I was wandering around aimlessly, like in a I don't know some sort of like office park, like looking for yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but whatever. So I was a little annoyed getting in there. Yeah. Um, great, great show, great show. Now, okay, these guys are old now, right? I mean, everybody knows. I mean, duh. But listen, Mick Jagger. He got it. He still got it. Even after his heart issue. This fucker just had heart surgery. Yeah. He pranced around that stage <laughs> for two hours and shook his little ass and did his little thing. Kept flashing his uh, little six-pack to the old, to old ladies up front. The whole, all the ladies in the audience would cheer. It's uh, got to be plastic at this point. <laughs> Jagger still got the swagger. Okay. Huh. Let's talk Keith, though, right? Never Ooh. say that again, by the way. <laughs> Jagger's got the swagger. He's a king of swagger. It's a hashtag, I think. Uh, <laughs> let's talk Keith now. Okay, now everybody knows, right, that you know, Keith, he's a mess. And he and, he, and, and he's yeah. looked like And he's looked like a mess for years, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but he used to look like a a cool mess. <laughs> like, you uh. knew that he was haggard, but you also, he just still kind of looked cool. Okay. Guy gets up on stage, and I'm far enough away that I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't see their face, but they have these massive screens, oh, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things they do is they put Keith on screen, and he looks like they just took him out of a hospital room, <laughs> an asylum one, by the way, oh. Not, medical and crazed. Okay, put him on stage. He was like a deer in the headlights, and his he, his hair is is like pushing way back, but then sticking up like a, like a fucking Albert Einstein. Okay, yeah. And the look in his eye, he I swear to God, I just busted out laughing because I was like, I was like, what am I doing? He's now? surprised he, to be there. He doesn't know where he is. He it was like he opened his eyes and was like, who are all these people, and why are they in my living room? Yeah. He was actually unfrozen for the concert. Right, they saw him out. I, yeah, I encourage you at home because I'm sure there are photos to go look up <laughs> photos of last night's concert. And okay, so I'm already a little startled, and and I find it funny. You're taking it back, yeah. yeah. I find it funny. <sighs> okay. How are his moves? <laughs> this guy. All right, Keith Richards has always been known as a as a his own kind of guitar player, mm-hmm. and in that I mean he he's. He's legendary in the way he makes up riffs, rock and roll riffs, the way he kind of plays blues and rock and roll. But he's also kind of known to musicians as a guy who can't really keep time. His time's all fucked up, mm. right? It always has been. If you try to, if other people try to emulate Keith Richards playing, it's very difficult. Even though he's playing simple riffs, okay. his timing is just a little off. He hits on the and a lot instead of the one. You know, he hits on the and one. That's part of his style. Uh, it's part of his style, exactly. And I was explaining this to my brother and my dad because they're not really musicians. They just, my dad just liked the music, right? And I was yeah. like, listen, I, I you know, in, in music class, we used to try to play him, and that my 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 instructor would tell us. Y'all are never going to nail it because he's Keith. He just he kind of hangs back a little, or sometimes he jumps ahead. Okay. <laughs> All that being said, this guy couldn't keep fucking time to save his life last night. <laughs> Even to his own music? And the rest of the band knew it. For the first half of the concert, I don't think he remembered half of the notes. And... Uh- 
he stopped playing several times. The other guitar player, Lonnie, yeah. is now carrying the band. Okay. He's oh. the new Keith. So they haven't put him on just a track and just play no, some no, no, old no, no, recordings? No, no, no. Not only have they not done that, his guitar is louder than anything I've ever heard in my life and louder than everything else on stage. He's oh. Keith. They, you do not turn Keith down. And if he wants to stop playing, <laughs> he, he can do that. But, they, but the, uh, whoever they, huh. whoever's working the soundboard, I was like, just turn his fader down. Right. No, that's Keith Richards. Hmm. Okay. I'm enjoying all of this because yeah. it, it's a bit comical. And I also feel like it's Keith Richards. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I don't care yeah. if he's having a bad night. Halfway through, all of a sudden, he remembers how to play. Oh, I'm in. I'm in he, huh. he starts nailing every song like it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. <laughs> I cannot explain it. My brother, woke up. My brother yeah. turns to me and he goes, so you see. They saved the good Coke for the second half of the show. <laughs> was there an intermission where they went off stage? Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, holy shit, Get you're right. Guy, yeah. You're Charged right. Up. Yeah. And then I just had this whole picture in my head of what might have happened before the show start, where Keith goes into the guys and he's like, listen, guys, check this out. I'm going to do it sober this time. <laughs> and they're like, Keith, no, 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 no. Two nights ago. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, you just, you just, I'm feeling good. I'm going to, all right. And then he does the first half and then he goes backstage and they all look at him and they go, we fucking told you so, didn't we, Keith? And he's like, yeah, give me, Load the, him up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> give me the plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I swear oh, to God, man. all of a sudden the guy could play like a maniac. It was, hmm. it was insane. Well, how did, so he plays a couple of his own songs, right? I mean, he does the vocals on a couple. So what was that like? Well, that's right where the corner turned, because okay. he did that at the halfway point. Okay. Mick finally probably needed a break. Yeah, he's been um, up and down. Yeah, mm. and, uh, and that was about the turning point. He, you know, he's not that great at his own songs, but the crowd deals with him, because he's Keith. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, as soon as he finished them and the rest of the show... I mean, he just killed. Exactly. After that, they start with like with "Paint It Black," one of the you know greatest rock and roll songs ever. It's in every Vietnam movie you'll ever see. Uh, <laughs> guy comes out like a bat out of hell. Like I, uh, he, uh, your beers also kicked uh, in as well. Right? Yeah. I, it sounds I like had, maybe you were in a different place yeah. too. Also, had, your Coke. You, you and better. Keith kind of like came together. I had also stopped drinking. Actually, I had a couple beers before the show, and then I was just it was we were way up there, man. <laughs> I didn't want to different um, area code. You're in the five ten. It's a lot of stairs. So. I go, my dad, not in the best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. He's he's mixed age, which is like about 70. And okay. he has a six-pack, too, but go ahead. Right. No. Of beer. No. <laughs> Guy's on oxygen. Oh, it takes us an hour to get from the parking lot to the thing. Oh, boy. And it's because the guy doesn't take care of him. So he, yeah. You know, he smoked for years. Um, With the Pacheco. He's, he, yeah. He, he's had the, the heart done, the whole thing. Okay. Every, Sounds a lot like Nick. Um, he's, uh, <laughs> he doesn't eat right. He's got the sugar. That's what it tells oh. It's called diabetes. diabetes. Yeah. He's got the sugar. Uh, so all day, like his sugar's up and his sugar's down. Like, do we have to go to the hospital? He's like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, and then I can't get close enough to, to, to like, so that he can walk. I can't, because of the way the stadium works, you have oh. to have like a, I don't know, like a glowing red ADA emblem on your car to get anywhere near. They wouldn't. So I'm like, really? I'm like, dad, we got to walk. He's like, it's all right. Like, I'll bring my oxygen. <laughs> He's walking with his oxygen. We're stopping every. I let him out of the car. I go, just you know what, Dad and my brother. I go, why don't you guys start walking toward the, the stadium? I'm gonna go park. Okay, he's close okay, as I can. Save, save some hour. distance. Yeah. yeah. So I go park. 
I'm like, I'll catch up to you guys. I come back. He's made it eight yards. <laughs> and he's like sitting at the bus stop having a, 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 a oxygen. Half belt. of his oxygen's gone. Anyhow, so at, you know, near the end of the concert, after Mick, he's, he's jumping around the whole time. He, the yeah. guy's great. I, I'm like, I'm so happy for this guy. And by that, he's like, God, that guy's got a lot of energy. He's got it. <laughs> he, he keeps saying, "Oh, he's got just so much energy." You know, yeah. like he comes out for the encore. You know, jumping around. He got God, the energy on this guy. And I'm like, you know, Dad. That's what happens when if you... you'd eat a fucking apple. Sometimes <laughs> I don't like something. <laughs> yeah. Know? Instead of a diet soda, drink a water. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not the healthiest guy on earth, but you, you know, I've read somewhere yeah. <laughs> you're the same age as this guy, right? You know. And my dad, he's, he won't. He, well, it's different. Okay. You telling me that he didn't smoke? You tell me that Mick didn't do all the drugs and all the cigarettes and all the everything his whole life? Yeah. He then, he, but then at some point, he decided to take care of himself. You know, or he had somebody to take care of him yeah. for himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he also, can afford a lot more. Right. Sure. He does a lot of cardio. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So That's anyhow. Right. Um. I did have this moment, though. Uh, my least favorite Rolling Stones song is Satisfaction. Right? It's like everybody's favorite. You hate that song. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I just, I don't need to hear it again. That's all. Well, you're going to hear it. <laughs> by the you way, can't get any. That's why. By the way, I'm sure everybody <laughs> listening, <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening and you can imagine the makeup of the crowd. Right? You yeah, know. they look like me. They're all <laughs> seven. Actually, they're probably yeah. older than me. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm the young guy there. You're the only one without an oxygen tank. <laughs> you're running up and down getting people beers. You're checking on right. people. You need a napkin, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I will say my dad was not the only oxygen tank. There definitely should have been no smoking in that, anywhere in that stadium. There's a whole separate <laughs> section where you can highly, blow in a lot oxygen yeah, tank. Yeah. Highly flammable. <laughs> But they play Satisfaction. Of course, everybody goes nuts, and it's nice to watch people like reminisce. But I'm, yeah. but I'm watching the band on stage, and they're truly enjoying themselves during this moment. And I can tell they're also kind of laughing. And I can't read their mind, but I, what I would like to think is that they were kind of looking at each other going, we wrote this bullshit song when we're 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And look at us. We're, 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 the drummer's like 78 years old. We're, 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 we were at a sold out stadium in California. This place is going nuts. Us idiots wrote this song when we're 18 and, and look at us like we're still doing this. That's not right. what they in were doing. In a good way. Like in a, I felt like a happy moment for them. They were counting how many people were there going 200. <laughs> exactly. That is what they were doing. Like, oh my yeah, God. I mean, yeah. you get like 2 million each. Oh my yeah. gosh. I think that I actually think that concert grossed like 30 million. It was like, I wouldn't be it was like 1,100 oh, yeah. bucks to get down anywhere near the floor. I don't mean talking about the front. Yeah. You know, a two, a, a, a robe below me was double the price at like 400 bucks or a level you know a terrace yeah i think that yeah so yes they are looking they're doing very well that's why they're laughing (laughs) right but i just they were having such a great time up there that i did and also how do you put up with each other how do you put up with keith and his goddamn i can't keep time after 50 years separate tour bus but they look damn happy do they need the money they can't i don't think they need the money no No. yeah right I just well, I, maybe I mean they have ex wives and you know, right. extra oh. families and, and separate yeah. islands. Actually, the <laughs> opening band was so bad that I was like, "This has to be like Mick's third wife's distant nephew." Part of He's the agreement, like pulling in a favor right, <laughs> right now for this awful opening yeah. band. Who opens for the Rolling Stones anymore? True, I didn't even think they'd have one. And right. then these band, I don't know, I can't remember what they're called. I saw the Stones in eight, 1982 in L.A. at the Coliseum, real quick. 
and uh, the opener was Prince. Oh my gosh! And then love uh, that. George Thorogood. Wow, was, it was the mid, and then they played. And when Prince came out on stage, everybody booed. Wow. Because that was the first, nobody had ever heard of Prince before. He came out on stage, and then Bill Graham, you know Bill Graham, the concert promoter, yeah. came out and yelled at us. I mean, yelled at the entire Coliseum, 50,000 people, wow. and just let us have it. No you have kidding. no idea what you're talking about here, you know. And that was it. We all shut up because we had to listen to him. <laughs> did, did Prince then play the guitar like a bat out of hell? Yeah, I mean, you know, well, you know, I didn't really know who he was, so I really wasn't paying attention. I saw this guy on stage and another guy playing keyboards with, you know, a doctor's outfit on. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And, you know so if you really you didn't know who, what you were seeing. You right. Were so naive. I was, you know, four at the time, too. Turns into be a, no, turns out, yeah. <laughs> turns, you wish. turns out to be a legend. That's yeah. a great show, though. Yeah, it was a good yeah. show. And, and and the Stones put on a good show, right? They did. It was. I mean, and he moved around just like he probably did when you saw him. It's, I mean, they have not. They have not let up. Yeah. I mean, in my dad's defense, the guy does have a lot of energy, but I just yeah. still, I just, the irony of the two, because we had been talking about how they're the same age before, and I'm like, okay, well. So was the last show you saw with your dad, last concert that you saw with your dad in Connecticut when we saw Bruce Springsteen together? It was, and we talked about that. Uh, we ha- happened to be at the same show with Sully, and Sully had better seats than us, and at some point, <laughs> Sully's calling me on the show, he's like, just come down here. There's open seats. Oh. Because me and my dad are always cheap, we're always up yeah. in the whatever. Mm-hmm. And yes, we talked about that, it was a great night for both of us yep. my dad really enjoyed it and um, we got pretty close and got to see the boss he's seen the boss since um oh, he has. He's a, yeah he's a big wow. fan uh east coasters are like that the yeah, boss, yeah. boss is like a, he's a messiah Ooh. back there yeah, yeah. uh anyhow it, it was a great show a great Sounds time awesome. they, they played all the hits i just but it it was also entertaining between oh. the between the keith having to catch up and forgetting the songs <laughs> and lonnie the other guitar player like stealing the show a couple to, broken hips in front of you <laughs> yeah yeah Good. there was a, a fight broken colostomy back. there there what? was there was a geriatric really? fight uh a couple rows down my dad's like hey look <laughs> did they take out their dentures beforehand uh, going at it with their walkers all i know <laughs> is that one of them almost went over the rail <laughs> it was gnarly what these people can fight, you know. You don't mess with them. Look at all that energy. Oh, a lot of canes, a lot of wheelchairs, a lot of. I mean, uh, but it's fun. It's super fun. And now I got to see the Stones because a lot of the greats keep dropping like flies before I get a chance to see them. And so this one was on my list, and it was a lot of time, a lot of fun. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry about all that ranting, but I, it was just a fun night, and I thought I'd share it with you. Let me do some quick announcements. Uh, announcements brought to you today by Drake's. Brewing Company, you can go to drinkdrakes.com, and they're having their 30th anniversary jubilee this Saturday, the 24th. 30 years, Sully, that Drake's has been doing this. It's wild, isn't it? It's so cool. Go to drinkdrakes.com, and you can get all the details, but it's this Saturday, August 24th, from 5 to 9 p.m. It's at Drake's Barrel House, and uh, it's like uh, they've set up like a midway, like a little circus. You can go play games. You can drink beer. Yeah, circus. Um, Yeah, like a circus midway. So go check it out. Go to drinkdrakes.com, and um, go have some fun over there. You can support us by doing your Amazon shopping. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage. You can also sign up and join the BN Army for as little as 2 bucks a month. You're imp- entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which is a chance to win 100 bucks to spend at More Beer. Plus, you keep the show going and alive. I thank you, all of you who have done that all these years. And uh, for those of you who are about to do it right now, I thank you also. <laughs> Don't forget, we have a lot of shows here on the Brewing Network. We've got Heads and Tails. We've got Hoppin' Brew School. We've got uh, The Sour Hour. We've got Dr. Homebrew. All kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, if the session isn't your bag, go check out some of our other shows.
All right. Sign up uh, to get info about us and fun stuff and whatever else happens over on Twitter, Facebook, and whatever. Facebook. I don't know what to fucking call it anymore. Instagram, I like Grinder. Instagram. Aren't they owned by the same people? Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. So that's what it's called. Yeah, Facegram. Instagram. All right, send your feedback. It's going to be trending by tomorrow. <laughs> you yeah. heard it here, folks. Yeah, old guy in the BN says it's Instagram. Yeah, I send- like that. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah. Send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can also send your show ideas there. We love to hear from Thank you, you so we know what to do. All right, JP is out sick again. That's right. So don't worry, not another one with like a crazy other thyroid illness. Yeah, he's just out sick. I think. Okay, you know. <laughs> Speaking wanna, of Pacheco, just don't want everybody to think. Yeah, he was, he was there too. Uh, yeah, that's true. He had spent Maybe a lot of time there. Checked on Daniela lately. Uh, <laughs> man, I got to check on all these people. She has better health care. You Germany. know, and where's Doc? We haven't seen him in years. I mean, what's that's a mystery. It'll all come out in the class action suit. <laughs> right, yeah. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beardy, then, do we have a Twitter game? Yes, we do, Justin. Well, check this out. Our Twitter game is brought to you today by the 21st Amendment. Oh, boy. Yes, and their new year-round beer, which is Spark Ale. It's a sparkling rosé ale, and it is one of the 2NA's new favorites, and mine as well. It's essentially a hybrid between a cider and a beer, and they brew it with apple cider juice and grain-based sugar, then back-sweeten it with peach, cranberry, and Cherry juice. Is it a cider, Beardy? No. It is not a cider. That's right, but it sure tastes like one. It's the perfect beer for summer uh, or any time, really. And it's also gluten-reduced with less than 10 parts per million of gluten for those who are looking for a good ale alternative to those big malty beers. Only 5.5 ABV, zero IBUs. Go check out Spark Ale at uh, your local retailer. Have you gotten to try Spark Ale, Sully? I've had it once or twice. Yeah. We have a new flavor coming out. Actually, we tried it this weekend. Oh. Uh, it's a tropical version. It's uh, pineapple and coconut. Ooh, nice. And lower ABV. Will they all be like variations of the title, like Spark Ale, something else? I don't know else, what we're going to do yet. I mean, okay. I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about it right now. We had our uh, August Fest this last weekend, okay. uh, which is our annual celebration, summer celebration. And uh, we did a test batch of it, and it was a huge hit. Mm. So mm-hmm. look for that sometime next year, folks. Love it. Okay. I want to keep this bit going, this spot going. Yeah, me too. (laughs) You're fine. Uh, Okay, Beardy, what's our Twitter game? Um, Well, I hate to already ruin the mystery, but I actually know where JP is. Oh. Um, He's actually not been sick. He's just been quite embarrassed. Uh Uh-oh. He's actually out of Twitter game ideas. Ah. And so so he just can't. He can't stand to show his face around here. Right, while you have to pick up the slack. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm trying to help him out to get him back here next week. Okay. I I think we need to help him and come up with some... uh, What JP's next Twitter idea is going... Twitter game is going to be. So let me get this straight. He outsourced a Twitter game to you, and you just outsourced it to the listeners. (laughs) This is how delegation works in a company, Justin. Well done. You're a man after my own heart right now, baby. I like I'm doing no work. You're doing the work. So tonight's Twitter game is what's our next Twitter game? What is JP's next Twitter game? (laughs) Yeah, not just just JP's next Twitter game. Did you have a busy day or uh, what happened? Uh, I thought this would be funny. (laughs) He was into the wild. He was on a bus. That's right. Shit. Okay. Uh, Very well, then. That's our Twitter game for today, brought to you by the 21st Amendment.
You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like we owe, we owe Sully some money back. <laughs> I think I want to get a refund on that. <laughs> really weak. All right, let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. John Semenkowitz is a great, great attorney at law, and he takes care of my trademark. He can do the same for you. Or he could take care of your brewery filings or anything in the beer law world. Go check him out at beerlawcenter.com and tell him that we sent you. And uh, buy him a beer. He's a good guy. He's fun to have a beer with, too. So, Sully, did you listen to last week's show, just out of curiosity? Um, I might have. i got to just catch you up quickly, because most most of the feedback is about feedback that happened last week. Okay. Which essentially was uh, somebody... Who was on the show? Uh, uh, eight, Bridges eight Bridges Brewing okay. Company. And didn't that also happen in last show's feedback also? Yes, yeah. <laughs> the best feedbacks happen that way. This so is getting about, meta. This is yeah. getting real meta here. Uh, essentially, somebody... What happened, Justin? Somebody, uh, the, the podcast provider that we are now using who inserts ads into our shows oh, yeah. Yeah, accidentally put a Miller... Uh, ad into so I got an email from a guy who said I can't believe it I've been listening to you Worked for years up. you've just lost a listener wow you, uh, you know I I will not support these people I can't believe your support la, 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 la. and anyway it was an accident and I had explained that I um, that it was an accident I actually opted out of not uh, I had to opt out of all alcohol related ads so not only did I because it's all one category okay. not only do I uh, not want those ads running, but I've left all the other money on the table too because obviously our biggest demographic is people who drink alcohol. Yeah, that's the people you're trying to get. There's no wine, there's no liquor, there's no nothing because it's all part of the same thing. And I didn't want an ad to accidentally slip through like it did. And anyhow, I explained that on the air and went on in a bit of a rant. Of course. Now's a response mostly to that person who wrote the initial email. Sounds like something a Michael would write. Some of them are long. Austin writes in, uh, okay, BN, three things. So it starts, so I know it's fucking long. Um, Are these bullet points? Three pages. This one starts about Duke Cannon, actually. He says three things. Number one, soap. Uh, This is going back a number of... Be careful, be careful. Helpful in a shower. This is going back a number of shows to the uh, Rip Brewing episode when Justin went on an unscripted rant about Duke Cannon. I wanted to write in and say that this was the best endorsement for a product that I have ever heard on this show in my ten years of listening. I was there. Uh, Yeah, you were there. You wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah, yeah. I heard the advertisements for Duke Cannon, but didn't think much of it besides that you got a new sponsor. But after hearing that Duke Cannon line of products not only made Justin shower more and smell better, but also made him quit smoking, begin going to the gym, and contemplate having a child and a cat. What? I knew it all that, happened. You were away. Wow. <laughs> I knew that I had to try this big ass bar of magic myself. So, I was a little leery of spending $10 on a bar of soap, so I bought four. Uh <laughs> Unfortunately, I've only gotten the chance to use one bar so far. After two months, I'm only halfway through the first bar. But they smell great. I told you, it's like a big-ass brick of soap. That's the title of the thing. Is this guy only showering once a week? <laughs> no, it's a big-ass... T- trust me, oh, mine's okay. still going, too. But I do only shower once a week, for, oh, to be, hey, whoa, to be whoa, fair. Whoa. Uh, he said, well worth the money in longevity alone. And although I already have a child, a cat, and I work out, and I never smoked, and I bake, bathe regularly, I can't say they've had the same profound, life-changing effect that they had on Justin, but I can say that I smell better, and now a Duke Cannon customer. And it would not have happened without your off-the-script endorsement. Blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Potential sponsors out there, what we say works. <laughs> Listen to that. Yeah. 
Okay. That's now, point one. Number two. <laughs> right. Yeah. Number two. I'm Mich- going to take a break. Uh, you, you need a break? <laughs> Michelob. Oh. Here we go. He says, this pertains to the feedback last week, of course, about the guy who quit listening to the show because he heard the Michelob ad. Screw that guy. I get how the same ad may have been... (laughs) I get how the same ad may have been off-putting, but the BN has said in multiple recent episodes that you guys are testing a new podcast marketing company thing out, hence all the seemingly random ads. That's true. I did give a little heads up. You do actually say that every episode. In fact, that company that does this for you should be a sponsor just for the... Just for that. For that. Yeah, you're right. The ad was some girl. Oh, oh yeah. Anyway, he, here's now he describes the ad. The ad was some girl whispering sweet nothing nonsense, and then ended with "drink Michelob" or something like that. He says, "I honestly started cracking up when I heard it because either one, something or someone screwed up, or two, Justin finally sold out, and this was his not so subtle way of letting us know. I'm sorry it wasn't the latter." That would be funny if I never did a press release, if we never talked about it, if just all of a sudden all the ads were from AB. Michelob Ultra supporting the Brewing Network. But we just pretended like nothing was happening. And right. then the feedback comes in, we're like, I don't know what no, you're, you're talking, talking about. Yeah, huh? here, people. Oh, we'll yeah. put a stop to that. Hang on, i got to go park my Rolls Royce. <laughs> right. um, Rolls anyway, Royce. that's all he had to say about that. Well, if I got bought out. I, really? I, a Rolls Royce? I don't know. This I'm old now. I went to the fucking Rolling right. Stones last yeah. night. There, was, you know? there were a lot of old Rolls Royces there. <laughs> right. Yeah, and Buicks. <laughs> uh, all right, number three, JP. JP, you're doing a fine, dare I say, great job as host. If you find you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hold on, buddy. Aww. Is it weird that he gets the most compliments when he's not around? Uh, yeah. He's doing a great job by not being on the air. Right. <laughs> and creating great Twitter games as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he says, keep up the good work, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. Here's another one. This one's from Phil in Calgary, Canada. Mm. Um, Also about last week's show. I love a good Justin rant. The way it builds to an articulate rage crescendo, crescendo, forgive me, is one of the best parts of the session. Maybe next to when Justin and JP start to riff off of one another, giving us just a glimpse of what could have been if the unicorn and rainbow weren't taken out behind the shed. And and then he dot, 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 he trails off. Oh, yeah. Anyway, for fuck's sake, he says, where do some people get off criticizing a business owner in the media industry for selling ad space? I hear the listener, Matt, note that he's listed uh, all the shows over the years and how he is essentially going to boycott the BN going forward. The odd thing is, he must have forgotten to mention that he's that his own business must sponsor a show or two, or that even he personally donates to help offset the cost of an entirely free network of programming. So in other words, yeah. he didn't mention that you know, he pays anything. Right. Precious idealistic Matt, he says, <laughs> for the BN to intentionally forfeit ads from the principle uh, for the principle of the industry that the business showcases is so admirable and weighted in integrity that some would call it foolish. I fucking agree with that. Right. Yeah. Most would. Yeah. Uh, get off your high horse and publish a podcast or write a book or even a blog that showcases the dubious business practices of the large players in the beer industry. Your first installment could focus on one of the first broad-reaching voices that has shed light on the, quote, bad guys. One comes to mind, the Brewing Network, <laughs> <laughs> he says. Uh, to everyone at the BN Past and Present, thanks for the stellar programming. And don't let one cry, uh, crybaby alter what's been a decade and a half of growth. Uh, even if that means we listeners have to hear the occasional ad that doesn't belong in our bubble. Cheers from Phil in Canada. He brings up a good point, though. Yeah. Which what, what if we could get 
lunch meat back, and it was completely <laughs> yeah. sponsored mm. by Michelob by a big company. <laughs> yeah. I think the lunch meat listeners don't have any hairs up their ass about anything, yeah, so just, it's fine. That would be fine. Skipping. And Matt would never have heard it. By the way, I just want to say, in Matt's defense, when I wrote back to him the explanation, and I think I said this last week too, he did say, you know what, I'm so glad to hear that, and I'm sorry, I guess I shouldn't have jumped the gun, I'm a little sensitive to these things, because I care about craft beer or shit like that, so, uh, and, you know, whatever, people it's don't good know. radio, it, keep yeah. writing, Matt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just don't want Matt to feel like, shit, I thought I said sorry, and now I'm like, everyone's, you know, shitting right. all over Matt. Yeah, yeah um, you're a good guy. Let's see. Here's a, a, one more on the same uh, topic from John in New York. Um, hey, Justin, I just listened to the feedback. Uh, he said he said in that feedback that Northern Brewer ads continued on the BN after they got bought. And John says, my memory is that the Northern Brewer ads ended before the news broke of the buyout. Uh, but they are still in older episodes. Maybe that's what he meant. But who's going to go back and strip them all out? That would require effort. And they're pretty funny. Also, thanks for the tasty updates. Glad to hear he's hanging in there. I saw Tasty uh, at our event on Saturday. Did you? Yeah. How do you look? Uh, he looks great. Yeah. He, uh, Good. We, he, we have a beer called Tasty, and he was there. He went, came and tried it. It was great. Right out of the fermenter as well. So Awesome. Yeah, he came to our anniversary party looking pretty good, too. So yeah. it's Good to see him. Glad to see he's out and about. Uh, John, I don't remember. I think you're right that Northern Brewer dropped us before the, the AB InBev buyout. And I don't think it had much to do with the buyout. The I'm pretty sure that the then owner of a of, of Northern Brewer, who had essentially bought the place to to turn it into something that could sell, oh, okay, oh. he didn't like me very much at all. Oh, no, really? Yeah, because he's kind of one of those big shot guys, and you know. <laughs> You're uh, kind of a big shot guy. Well, I'm kind of like, here? whenever you're around me, it's the Justin show. Yeah. And he, the first time he met me was to partner with our anniversary party. Right. Or it's the fucking extra Justin show. Yeah. So we had done this whole uh, homebrew con thing together that week, and we did the party, and uh, he perceived that I screwed something up. I don't think I screwed it up. Uh, was not a very... He just didn't like me. And mm. about a month after Homebrew Con, I think we sent their renewal contract, and they just said, we are canceling this. And that was that. Oh. <laughs> so, and then I think, <laughs> a, month the after, anniversary and then I think a month after that, they, they sold to, to AB and Beth. Really? That soon after the anniversary party was there? It was pretty quick. A couple months. Oh. Yeah. Well, wow. I don't think it was that long. Okay. Like 90 days? Maybe. They were putting on a big dog and pony show, too. Like, they, he, he like, invited me and a bunch. He's like, uh, we were inviting homebrew luminaries to this dinner. <laughs> and, like, he wanted, I don't know what, he wanted us all to get, he wanted to show AB, AB I think. Jamil will be there. If, yeah, that, oh, hey, this carpet. homebrew thing's a big deal. We work with all the big shots in homebrew. Okay. Fuck ever. Dog and pony show. But yeah. I think I, I, even, he got annoyed with that, too, because I went to this dinner with this, with this chef, this cool chef from Philadelphia, and uh, Chef had his own logo on his uh, apron. He was walking around talking to people, and he saw my hot grenade. He really liked it. And I was like, oh, cool. You want me? He's like, yeah. And I took it, and I stuck it right over his logo on the thing. <laughs> it was a joke. Uh, the other guy from the other brewery comes up. He's like, oh, that is so tacky. Like, you just stuck it right over his logo. And I was like, well, he didn't care. He, it's a joke. It's a funny. Anyway, don't work with me if you're fucking uptight about things. Yeah. This is why Sully and I can get along so well. Do we get along, though? No. Yes. This is function to you? And, and why Nico hates me. Yeah. Okay. He did talk about that earlier. Sully, yeah. Sully is a consummate professional. 
Okay. okay. He is not he is not Keep a person going. who takes yeah. his brand lightly or his business lightly. However, he understands that not everything is life or death. It's still just beer. Yeah. Yeah. So we can we can have a little fun with it. We can joke around about it without um, ruining anybody's brand or idea of how you do business yeah. or anything else. You know, it's like Sam Calgione's famous quote, 99 percent asshole for him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're going to find those one percent. They are out there. Yeah. So don't work with me if you're uptight. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> we do need the money, though. I can tell you that. Right, for, yeah. For enough money, I can tone it down. <laughs> I can totally tone it down. Let's talk about that. And become uptight. Drink, make a love. Anyhow, I did go back. I had to go back and look and see and all of the, and I think that Michelob ad ran like three times. I had to call them about that again. Oh. And a couple other, there was like a winery in there. And I wish I could do the other alcohol, but I can't. It's all one thing. Hmm. You can't check that box. No. I keep hmm. asking them. And they keep saying, you'll be the first to know when we separate beer from everything else. Okay. I'm like, well, you really should. Yeah. It's important. When, when uh, are you sending the invoice for damages? Oh, to who? Matt or no, them? to them. <laughs> yeah. Your time having to deal with Matt? I know, yeah. Is it lucrative? They don't care. We, we talk about this all the time. The new ad, the new revenue yeah. system? Not yet. Okay. No, not in fact, it costs money to switch over and, and to use their service, so I think I just finally caught up with the startup costs. Okay. And now we'll see. It's mostly, to be honest with you, it's mostly to to run ads in the back catalog yep. so that we fill our current ones with our current sponsors, and then those sort of fall away after a period of time goes on, and then they can sell into our back catalog. Because... We serve like two million downloads a year. Oh wow, it's a lot. And this product that they—you mean there's two hundred million people listening right now? (laughs) Well, I'm not sure about that, but um, change my. It's a big difference between like current listeners and like who's downloading the whole catalog. We have 15 years of shows, right? 14. Oh wow. So in. The, this company actually is really innovative in that they've figured out a way to monetize a back catalog, and no one had ever done that before. So it's exciting stuff, and it's supposed to be in the back. Anyway, whatever. I got it. You know, but it's no, it's not very lucrative yet, but I, I think I think it's going to supplement in some 2021, income. 2021, you'll yeah. see. It's not going to pay for the Rolls Royce, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Good thing you already have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might fix my Volkswagen after a few months. We'll see. I don't know. All right, that's it for this segment. Ah, fucker, that's it for the whole show. We're out of here. Yay! That was a great segment. No Ian Titus? Can't totally missed Ian Titus. I, th- no, no, no Titus emails this week. He wrote in last week. Oh, did he? Yeah. Because I, I was here for the previous one. Oh, you were? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's our new favorite. Yeah. Hey, he Ian, where are you, buddy? Oh, I, I, I expect... What did I say? I don't know. No, you said it's it right. Ian Titus, right? I expect weekly feedback emails from you. <laughs> you yeah, what's going on? Well, clearly, you're drunk enough. Right. So... You're <laughs> coming up with weird beer cocktails. Just make yourself a little iPhone reminder. You know, just call it whatever. You're probably drunk by what? 9, 30, 10 o'clock every night? In the morning. A.M.? Make the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make the alarm go off every 10 a.m. Go, write feedback to Justin. Yeah. Please. Do that. Uh, no, we have a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to speak it to Long Beach Beer Lab, and I'm excited about it. Uh, it's, it's actually a, a guy who's been on the show before, before he was a brewer. So we're getting a little what's been happening since, and they got a very unique business model over there. So hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. 
complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Told you we got a good show for you, and I meant it. Joining us in the studio right now from Long Beach Beer Lab out of Long Beach, California, Harmony and Levi Freed. Welcome. Wait, did I not turn you on? Harmony and Levi Freed. (laughs) Welcome. There you go. Hello. Always a professional. It It is Freed, right? Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. Good job. Wasn't that difficult, this one. <laughs> now, I'm a, I'm a bozo most of the time, and <laughs> people people come up to me all the time at, uh, at festivals and stuff, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm Justin. They're like, yeah, I know. We did your show like a month ago. <laughs> uh, and so... Um, the uh, I'm reading through the show notes for this week, and and I read about uh, Levi and Harmony, and I'm like, well, this, God, this sounds familiar. And I go to the website, and I'm I'm reading your about page. I'm like, this really sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure I know these guys. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I do. You've been on the show before, before you were a brewer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you well, he was a brewer. Was a, okay, home brewer. Uh, we had a small brewery in Israel. That's right. Okay. Because I knew yeah. you were in Israel, and I yeah. knew that was part of the connection, uh, that we had a mutual uh, friend, and that's how you, mm-hmm. how you sort of ended up here. And I wanted to know about what the beer scene was in Israel. Yep. I had forgotten, though, that you actually had a brewery there, too. Yeah. Okay. Just well, a little nano. A, a not very successful one. That's why we moved. <laughs> Is that what happened? So, Because you, now you've moved back to Long Beach. Yeah. yeah. We've been there now for a little three years. Three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, but and how long was the brewery open in Israel? Uh, I think we were brewing for like three, four years. Okay. Yeah. And was that your full time gig there? No, I was uh, an intern, medical intern. Okay. Oh wow. What were you doing there, Harmony? I was a lifeguard. You were a lifeguard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys have a fascinating story. <laughs> and I, now I say that now, folks at home, you're going to want to just go read the about page over at uh, Long Beach Beer Lab. It's uh, LL. LBbeer.com. LBbeer.com. And you can go check out their story there. And, you know, it's just a little blurb. I'm not saying you got to read a novel there. But you'll find out in in very brief time that Harmony is a classically trained pastry chef. Yes. 
And and baker, is that an accurate uh, yeah. term? Okay. A pastry chef and baker. Um, I mainly, my main experience is from the Ritz-Carlton in Atlanta, Georgia. The Ritz-Carlton, yeah. Sully. <laughs> um, wow. I think I, I got to leave. I gotta, I'm, just, I'm not classy enough to see right? that. Yeah. I know. Wow. How long were you at the Ritz-Carlton? Um, and how'd that happen? Yeah. <laughs> How'd it happen? Yeah. How many, what how many happened? Years? Answer all the questions. Um, we were there for, what, three years? Three years, Three yeah. and a half years um, in Atlanta. He was studying at Emory, and I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was my favorite job that okay. I've ever had. Okay. I mean, except for... Are you making, like, high-end <laughs> French pastry Not only that, day? but, but wow. you get to do everything, from chocolate sculptures to breakfast pastry to bread to, to everything. Wow. Yeah. We ate good. I bet. <laughs> yeah. How did you get into that? I mean, that's just that they just say, here, just go make a chocolate no, sculpture. No. <laughs> no, I went to culinary school in New York. CIA? Um, no, it was it was called the French Culinary Institute, mm-hmm. and now it's called something else. The CIA is in Virginia, Justin. It no, there, there, I think there oh, is might a, there's also. one in New York, too. Yeah, I think there is oh, one yeah, in New York. That CIA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Sorry, I didn't get it. <laughs> He's got to take JP's role. And, and I like that. You do a great job. Yeah. It's the microphone. Oh, thank you. So you did go to school. Yeah. And you had a bunch of gigs. And, and then you go to the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah. And you're there for a while. But then you also worked abroad. Yes, I worked in Italy. Um, we lived in Italy for a summer. And I got a job at a bed and breakfast. I, I basically went in there and I asked them if we could stay. Stay there if I work there. Oh, nice! And like, wait, you, you 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 quite literally just walked in there one yeah, day, yeah. And, and that was your we, offer. We were we were uh, at a ten day reggae festival in the Italian Alps with our kids. Wait, slow down! I need a map here. Yeah, to figure uh, this thing out. And, uh, yeah. a lot of, with their kids. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. They were three, three and four at the time. Now they're thirteen and fifteen, and they're actually working in the brewery right now. Yeah, they're though, probably also the coolest kids on earth. Uh, they they would say yes. Okay. They, they think we are so uncool. <laughs> okay, beer is work for them. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. They, the keg. It's they, great. They like wine. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Oh. That's not terrible. No. So you're at this reggae festival, and then yes. what? And then we go to Venice, and we needed to stay somewhere. So I walked into this bed and breakfast, and I asked if we could stay there, if I worked in their kitchen. They asked me to m- make them something, so I did. Wow. And then they said, yeah, you could stay here. That is the coolest story. Yeah. <laughs> also very irresponsible. You're, were, you didn't have a place to stay before? With no, children? We, had, we, we were we, camping. We had a tent. We had we, a tent. We lived in a tent. But yeah. your, your plan was to move there, right? So, no, so no, 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 no. We were oh. moving to Israel. Oh. And we had, um, we had the summer two, two months to, to yeah. kind of just figure it out. Okay. Yeah. And so there was a timeline that you presented to these people. There was. Yeah. We're like either our bank account runs out or the summer ends, okay. and then we'll go to Israel. So you get then free room and board. Free room and board. Okay. Um, late, Meals because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Cooking. And we put the kids in camp. There was a camp around the block, and you were just hanging out. <laughs> I was going to add what the hell did I do? I doing? went to the beach a lot. Yeah. It was really nice. I yeah. bet. Oh. <laughs> Everybody in Venice is a hippie. Yeah. Were you like? He was you living speak my Italian? best life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you speak Italian? I mean, is it? I mean, uh, do you have? Do you? What kind of passport do you have? I mean, <laughs> yeah. This is all very ad hoc. Yeah, at the at the time I did not speak Italian, but I've tried to learn Italian since then. I'm We're going back. Yeah, we we <laughs> were really. Do you have, do you have a place to stay yet? No, no, no it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. We have a tent. I'm going with you. <laughs> we, have a tent. we have a tent. We have a home. Perfect. Wow. 
Where did you guys meet? Uh, we met on the beach in Netanya in Israel. Uh, we're both, it was right after high school. Mm-hmm. So now we've been together for almost, what, 20, 20 years? 20 years. Okay. Yeah. But we're both from California, Southern yeah. California. So you, were, really. you were there on, Just, on the pilgrimage? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Uh, I mean, that's not the right word, right? No, but, no. it was like a sabbatical <laughs> seminary. No, uh, yeah, kind okay. of thing. a lot yeah. of Jewish that's what kids I'm getting at. go to school after <laughs> high school. Like, trying there. to relate. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's close. You My were, partners are Jewish. <laughs> I know about these things. I just can't describe them. Sabbatical so we're, we're, uh, yeah. Yeah. we're both in school and yeah. we met each other. Yeah. Okay. You have to go around the world to meet somebody from home. And, you're, sort of and you said you're, you're, you were both originally from Long Beach? No. I'm from so, Long Beach okay. and she's from, from Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So both from Southern California, yeah. though. And then meet on the other side of the world, uh, hit it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You live in Israel. For, you don't seem for so confident. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I was like, right Jerry's right? still out. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Every day. Every day is a new day. Right. How long did y'all live there? Eight years we lived. Um, yeah. We lived there. Eight, nine years, something like that. We went there. We started brewing in Atlanta when, when we were in Home Atlanta. Brewing. Home yeah. Brewing. Okay. And um, the idea was we weren't going to be able to get good IPAs. Out in Israel, mm-hmm. so we were going to make our own. Right. That's you know what a lot of people st- not for that that's, specific, but a lot of people start homebrewing for what, something similar. That's what Ken Grossman did at yeah. Nevada. Couldn't yeah. get that kind of beer here. Started brewing it. Started brewing it. Yeah, uh, and then uh, yeah, just started brewing and brewing and realized right. And then we just really couldn't pay our bills there, doing what we were doing okay. in the in the hospital. He was getting probably eight dollars an hour or something. Mm-hmm. I was getting paid. Maybe four times that as a lifeguard, but I didn't have. Hmm. I worked three hours a day. I didn't work a lot. Um, so we brewed. We brewed so, and we sold beer. Yeah. Okay. And you're allowed to homebrew and sell beer there. I'm sure we covered well, this in the last we, show. Well, we had a business license. Okay. We opened up our garage every Friday, and we would sell out a beer, and then we'd make more and sell more, and okay. that's how we were paying our rent. Okay. Now. I just and we wa- talked about that last time. Yeah. We did. That's, that's it's coming why, back. To that's me. why I'm moving fast over yeah. that because yeah, I know we right. can go back to that. Yeah. But I do want to say, uh, all joking aside, that Levi is no slouch himself. Levi has a PhD mm-hmm. and, and a medical yeah. degree. Yeah. Whatever. What does that mean? A yeah. medical yeah, what degree. Are, uh, I'm a doctor. You're yeah. a doctor. <laughs> oh, that kind of PhD. We You're need a straight one. up no, doctor. An MD. You're an oh, yeah. MD. MD and a PhD. Yeah, because yeah. I collect degrees. Wow. <laughs> Apparently so. Did you practice doctoring? I, uh, I did my internship, half a year of residency, and then an opportunity to open up this brewery in Long Beach um, kind of uh, created itself, and we jumped on that. Do you hate your parents? I, they, uh, every every parent yeah. like wants their kid to become a doctor, and not, you're and you're like there, and you're yeah. like, ah, eh, fuck it, I'm gonna brew beer. Not yeah. not his parents. His mother actually, she found out that her ancestors in Niagara Falls used to uh, smuggle beer from the ni- from the Canada side wow. to the American hmm. side. I love right, this. and she's so proud of it, and okay. she's so proud of him. She she's always posting my brewer son. She's all about it. She's always in the brewery. Yeah, wow. her husband is a doctor, so she's my dad's yeah. a doctor. Wow. Yeah. So okay. 
I mean, I get that brewing is fun and, and mm-hmm. you're more passionate about it, but wasn't was there a tough decision? Was there a moment uh, where you're yeah. like, I really, I've done all this work, I should probably be a doctor? Yeah, I would hope that it was a moment. It was like six months of like insomnia, wow, and yeah. hard decision making, but. Um, Inevitably, uh, I've created uh, an opportunity for myself, which I am the master of. Yeah, and yeah, so, that makes sense. Now that you have your own business yeah, here, exactly is what you're saying. Exactly, yeah. and that. So when you're going through this process, is six months. Are those the types of things that are on your mind? Like, well, I, I could, yes, I could be a doctor and work for somebody else all the time. Or I could have my own thing where I'm my, you know, master of my domain. Is that what you're saying? Those are the, those are the the two scales. That's what you're really thinking. Yeah, of. yeah. Because did that. you like uh, practicing medicine? Did you enjoy I, that? I really, I really, really, really like practicing medicine. I like helping people. I like the science behind it. I do okay. not like the paperwork. Were you a cool of kind of doctor? Or were you like I related to you a dietist. I was studying dermatology, which you know could go both ways. But I was really involved in the research and the the biology yeah. side of it. So um, I'm a published author in many papers, and I've done a lot of research in medicine. Okay. And I found the more that I practiced, the less research I was doing. Hmm. And so I wanted to get back to a place where I could work with my hands and do the research and do the experimentation that I like to do. Mm-hmm. And I find that in brewing, especially nowadays where there's so much going on in yeah. the brewing world yeah and uh, that we don't understand technology. yeah we don't we don't <laughs> yeah. understand and i think there's um and and you guys probably know this by interviewing a lot of uh brewers out there is that there's a lot of engineers in brewing but engineers are there to create processes to make more efficient mm-hmm. uh beverages but a lot of times um in from my biology background that sometimes you just have to do an experiment and just observe. And sometimes the experiment tells you what is going on or what the possibilities are. So instead of trying to manipulate everything, which is not science, it's engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's two components of that. So my, so what we like to do because we're a 10 barrel um, brewery is we'll test anything that's out there. Yeah, new yeast strains like the ones that we have in our glass mm-hmm. um, to to brewing with sourdough. Um, we okay. just we we do, and you okay. sell your, you sell everything. You sell your mistakes. Yep. You know, so not We try not to. If it doesn't taste good, experiments. Yeah. That's the litmus test, right? Like yeah. if it tastes good, we could sell. Yeah. It. If okay. it doesn't. We opened a, um, Harmony has a distiller's yeah, license. Yeah, I just got my distilling license. So, wow. so any, oh, mis- okay. any mistakes going? He already just still. perked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like distilling. Well, Long Beach passed a law. Uh, it's a zoning law that you can have a brewery, a bakery, and a distillery all in the same hmm. spot. So from the beginning, we wanted to get all three. Yeah. Businesses. I mean, why not? The two of you collect right. degrees yeah. and, yeah. And, and skills Let's and professions. Collect business licenses now. Yeah, we're, we're running a blood drive tomorrow. I just learned phlebotomy. <laughs> uh, you guys are amazing right now. Okay, we're going to talk about all that you do, but I'm not done with this line of questioning yet. Uh, I, so now I know where Levi, his head was at now. He made this decision. But you were around, too. So this this decision to, to continue with medicine or to, to open a brewery was yours as well, right? You well, guys were a team? It was never the point that he wanted to leave medicine. That I, I, I just wanted him to be happy with mm-hmm. what he was doing every day. 
but it was more of the fact of leaving Israel. I have I'm very close with my brother who lived down the block from us, and I my see. nieces and nephew, and so my plan was not to leave Israel ever. Yeah. Okay. And um, he kind of just called me one day. He was visiting uh, California with our kids, and he called me and he said, "Oh." I found a space for our brewery. Oh, dear. Wow. <laughs> really? Because I, I thought you were at SeaWorld today. <laughs> right. I signed a lease for 10 years. Come on back. Yeah. And, and even in that, I think that I was visiting. I didn't know it was for sure. or what. I don't remember the exact situation. Mm-hmm. But I know that one of his mom's friends brought me all this paperwork to sign my kids up for school. And I was kind of like, what? Right. <laughs> I'm like, my kids are signed up for school yeah. in Israel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Wow, so this happened pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Once- it was from September, and then we moved back in January. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, and everything was kosher. You guys are. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. I see what you did. Waiting there. all day. To take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was no disruption in the force. It sounds like everything was okay. You guys are looking. You know, you're not glaring at each other right now. It was like a. No, yeah. 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 We're kind of go with the flow. Sounds like it. You guys are obviously yeah. go with the flow people. We're flowing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we were going. <laughs> right. Yeah. Luckily in the same direction. Yeah. Now we're flowing. Yeah. Well, your story is exciting and it's very cool. Um, gosh, we're going to have to do multiple interviews with you because now I want to go back before the before the backpacking and the tent and the kit. Like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Lifeguard but now, We don't have time for that today because we have so much about the, the Long Beach Beer Lab project to yeah, talk about. Yeah, the beers. <laughs> so let's start Uh-oh, with the one beers. in our glass, which is uh, a Pilsner. Yeah. But you had mentioned, uh, you had alluded that it's uh, a non-traditional yeast in there. Yeah, so we're using the Kvike yeast, which is the Norwegian yeasts that are kind of coming out so it's not a real pilsner it's a pilsner style okay um this beer is five days green to glass wow Um, 100 degrees fahrenheit and dry hopped with huel melon and the reason why it's five days is it's dry hopped so the conditioning times are the same traditionally okay so it fermented in two days one day. One day. Yeah. And you you, you, you you put the fermenter to 100 degrees. So we run off through the heat exchanger at 100. Okay. And then we turn, we cap off the tanks. The glycol is capped, um, turned off completely with the valves, and then we just... So it gets hotter it. then? It goes in at... We use Celsius. Okay. So it goes in at 32, and it mm. just climbs to like 35. Okay. Okay. So the reason for that is um, these these yeasts don't have any lag time. They start fermenting within a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have that drop in temperature. And since it's insulated, it just starts to ferment, and then through exothermic reactions, you're sure. starting to you're starting to make heat. Mm-hmm. So it actually raises in heat, and you can mm-hmm. kind of keep it. I mean, you got to keep it at a hundred for one day. So it's not. Difficult, yeah. And then, do you crash it before dry hopping? So we then cra- crash it down to <laughs> to uh, eighteen degrees Celsius, which is okay. you know kind of like primary fermentation temps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll go ahead and dry hop. We'll collect yeast at that point. Then we'll go ahead and dry hop. Wait, you know, a couple of days, mm-hmm. um, and then um, and then uh, fine. Rack off to the rack off to the bright tank. And then carb. Okay, you force carbonate then. Yeah. Okay. Is there a diacetyl pickup anywhere? I mean, is it? Just, it sounds like it's happening while you're fermenting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't. I don't, I, I don't think there is a diacetyl um, 
uh, rest that needs to happen because you're just way above that temperature, anyways. I think the whole history of the world happens in the in the, <laughs> in that one day. So I'm not going to tell you that it tastes like a German pills, but I am going to tell you that I think it tastes like a great lager, yeah. and I really enjoy. It. And I'm also going to tell you, yeah, you know, I've had not a lot, but I've had a few Kvike beers. First one I've liked. Yeah, it's oh, super wow. clean. It's, it's the not... first one I've well, liked. Well, that's the strain. Okay. I think this mm. keg got knocked out. Not up. the brewer. It's the strain. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's the brewer, but right. it's also this okay. strain. Is, it's from Bootleg Biology. Jeff Mello sent it to us. Um, what is it called? O- Oslo. Oslo. Okay. And um, it's specifically for loggers. Loggers. Logger types. Yeah. This beer, I, I wish I had the crowler for it because it pours bright like the other beer that we have in our glass, okay. which is the amber lager. Yeah. I mean, this is a three-day beer. <laughs> Wow. Jesus, what the hell is going so on here? I haven't tasted this one. This yet. is not dry hop. That's why it's not okay. longer. But okay. I could probably push this out in two days. This is an amber-style lager. So let me a ask Vienna you this. Lager? In, yeah, like a Vienna. In your mind, you know, when you're planning this, mm-hmm. this first beer, this Pilsner, what, what about it makes it a Pilsner? For me, I look at beer styles as flavors. And so I look, and to me, what I like in Pilsners is like a crackery wheat kind of character to it, clean, mm-hmm. crisp. Yeast kind of gets out of the way and lets the malt speak. And then you have some bittering that um, could help sharpen it up. Yeah. Um, that, to me, is Pilsner. Soft water, crackery, kind of clean malt character yeah and then a little you know like a present bitterness okay it has these things yeah uh one of the first things i did notice was a a a really nice bready uh not brett but bready bready the cracker you're talking Mm -hmm. about that that i that i really enjoy about this beer do me a favor because i'm gonna come visit your brewery do not list on there how long it took you to ferment these beers (laughs) i don't i don't because i'm the type of asshole i will go in i'll be like well i'm not ordering that shit Because there's no way it's going to taste good. I'll have the yeah. eight day one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but this tastes good. <laughs> I used to I used to write Fike on the beers that we're making, but um, now we just now yeah, we just yeah we don't write it only if people it. ask. Okay. And it's really we're not hiding anything. No, we're either. not. Like we, when we post not, about it, we post. Not about all it. of our beers have Fike, but yeah. it it does help us keep up with demand. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah, so our most popular beers being in Long Beach, it's a port city, are light and crisp beers, mm-hmm. you know? We've had a million questions. When are you going to have an amber? When are you going to have a brown on? Yeah. Um, I like that voice that they ask in. Yeah. I hear that. I have, gonna, they come into the hot grenade, too. You already hear it yeah. ringing in your ears. And when, when's your, what's your haziest one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know... To produce this in three days uh, takes a small brewery and allows it to actually start to operate like mm-hmm. a manufacturing brewery. And what a great when, point. When Levy says that we have a 10-barrel, it's not a 10-barrel the way that you're probably picturing a 10-barrel. He built our brew system. It's a old IBC tote. Hmm. It's oh. our mash tote. It's our mash tote. Yeah. Wait, do I have to call you Levy now or Levi? It's okay. You you know oh, me sorry. Whatever. Okay. I, I let the cat out cat of the bag. Out of the bag. Does that, what lady. does everybody My call mom calls me lady. Yeah. Okay. I like but he'll it. tell people his name is Levi. My grandfather Levi called me Fry. Levi. Levi Fry. So, okay. Who's right? I'm going to screw. I'm going to go. I'm going to land somewhere in the middle now. <laughs> right. The uh, AV. Yeah. So he built the system, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's, um, it's a, a metal craft 10 barrel IBC tote with. Uh, insulated. Insulated. 
well, that's... Oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the Metalcraft is a stainless steel yes. tote with five heating elements welded into the side, kind of like the oh. electric brewery system oh, yeah. that's oh, wow. used for home brewing. Um, we use um, uh, burners to get it up to temp, and then we'll just cap the burners and, and do everything with electricity because we're a solar-powered um, facility. Yeah. Um, and the mash time... <laughs> The Mashin is a plastic IBC tote that we insulated with like housing insulation and put a like Which a homebrew false bottom in. Okay. Like the and purple bats or pink bats of insulation yeah, taped on. Pretty it. much. Nice. Wow. Yeah, now we have two of those actually. Uh, yeah. Well that was like oh, genius that's, level. That's stuff our secret. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Because I was ma- <laughs> the problem with having these uh, IBC tote mash tons is graining out is is horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Oh. Is it's all manual graining out with like a shovel or a thing. Yeah. And I realized we were shoveling out from one IBC tote into another IBC tote. <laughs> and, I, uh, huh. and and my like my 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 doctor calf got on and I was like, mm-hmm. why don't I just build two mash tons and send that one IB that mash ton to the farmer? Oh right! Let them deal with it. it they're yeah. dirt graining out anyway. Yeah. So yeah, now we're send we send our mash tons to the farmer. What That's batch, yeah. a, what batch the number was that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like a month or two into it. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I would love it if you actually like went to the farm and then stood there watching him do that. And is that what happened? Where you're like, wait, I just did that. Is that like basically where it happened? That looks That's familiar. Wow. That's what it was. I'm glad yeah. you didn't become a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I do that shit all the time. But, how many people do things and then you're like, wow, this can be done very, very simply. Yeah, yeah. And which. Right. Or, we, I think it's, a, it's somewhat natural to reinvent the wheel, especially when you're in a kind of a startup like that mm-hmm. and you're, you think you're the first one doing it this way and you, you know, maybe you couldn't find the perfect solution. So we make things more difficult than they have to be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But now things are actually okay. nice. I don't have Coming to break along. my back. Right. That's good. You know? Yeah. All right, tell us about the next beer that's in our Okay, glass. so we have a, like, it's an amber-ish lager-style beer with the same yeast, the Oslo. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a three-day fermentation. Okay. Because there's no dry hop. So, sorry, it's three days green to glass. Got it. Are you making adjustments in the mash or just even with the grain bills so that you're certain these things are going to dry out like a lager will? So, um I do a lot because I've been brewing now with these strains for over a year. And so there's a lot of changes. And like Harmony said, every strain has its kind of isms because these were isolated farmhouse yeasts. So each one has their own characteristics, the way that they drop pH and uh, whether they're going to give body to a beer. And I've talked on the Experimental Brewing podcasts about how to correct these things in um, in the mash or in fermentation. Okay. Um, this strain, though, I don't correct anything. It just does what you want it to do. It. I mean, there are the drying out isn't the problem. It's super dry. Yeah. What is yeah. it? Fin- what, what do these finish at? They finish about uh, uh, around two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two Plato. Mm-hmm. What about the pH? Is so, it- so the pH um, has uh, in the other strains are are are. Are considerably, um, uh, how should I say, more fervent in in dropping pH yeah. down even into the, like the high threes, low right. fours. This one, even though that there is like a slight acidity to them, yeah, I'm picking um, up on that. Yeah, there's just a slight acidity to them. There, it's a lot less 
mm-hmm. than that. And you could correct those things with um, with salt okay. in the mash. Mm. I, I okay. think if you – I think a lot Ahead of, of it, fermentation. Yeah. So, um, you know, talking on the Milk the Funk uh, podcast, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the group on Facebook, uh, a lot of people are talking about over-buffering. Mm. Your your wort, yeah. so that you don't get that drastic uh, change in pH. Okay, but um, as far as pH is concerned, yeah, these are um, there's a little uh, pH change in here. The red, I actually did some color um, additions in in the in the boil kettle. Hmm. I put Carafa Carafa two special in in steep, okay, just to get the color a little bit um, more amber, and I think a lot of that. Acridity is is married to that acidity. Okay, sure, right? yeah, yeah. So you're getting a little bit of that tannin mm-hmm. and tannic acid kind of. Your Vienna yeah. Lager is really good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm calling it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't like for three day fermentation. I'm sorry, Vienna style lager. Vienna, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry, dude. Hey, yeah. Vienna's going to give me a phone call. Yeah. 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 You're not welcome it's back like to Austria, <laughs> Mr. O'Sullivan. You have to stop talking about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think. And I've talked to a couple of brewers about this. I was just at uh, Fieldworks this morning. Um, as brewers, you could engineer a beer and pop out some beers on a mass production style and make consistent quality beers that you've engineered. Um, but I also believe on the flip side, it is a brewer's job to take tools and use them to the advantage of the brewing community. Yeah. And, and, and if you can nail those flavors, then do it. And I think that these – are not far from where we want to be. Yeah. Okay. And and now it's just a matter of fine tuning. So I have to play devil's advocate just a little bit, mm-hmm. and wah, I love wah, wah. and I love both of these beers. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm they're they're not a lager by definition, right? So is are you and it's okay whatever this answer is by the way mm-hmm. are you using the terms lager or pilsner or something as a sales tool because as you mentioned like the people in long beach kind of want a light easy drinking beer so if you had instead said well this is a red ale and this is a blonde ale um, even though i already understand that the characteristics are similar to mm-hmm. a lager that i'm with you on and i get mm-hmm. but just by definition they weren't lagered they weren't. It wasn't a lager yeast. It was. So, do you see what I'm saying? Are you using the terms sort of interchangeably as a marketing? Um, I I think people buy what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there is marketing there, but this is the, they they sequenced this strain. It's um, it's Saccharomyces bionis, which is more like a lager. Pastorinius okay. strain than it is a Saccharomyces cerevisiae strain. So it is more lager-like in genetics than it than is an than an ale. Okay. I think the beer styles themselves, because I had a brown ale today and an amber ale, and it, they have a lot more ester profiles to them. I think you're right about I that. I think this yeah. is more malt-driven. Mm-hmm. So even style and flavor would be considered more lager than so in other words, you 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 could almost I'm going to use the word deceiving, and I hope you don't. You, you'd almost be deceiving just as much by saying it's an ale as you might be by saying it's a lager. That's how Is I that feel. fair to say? If you you can, this could totally fit in the cream ale description because cream ale, according to the BJCP, at least before the most recent version, mm-hmm. kind of rode that line between an ale and a lager. And some people even said that cream ales can be lagered. I see. They just yeah. don't taste like an American lager, or they don't fit in all the other right. descriptions. Well, that's what happened. The Irish reds the same way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we have a beer called El Sully, and um, it's a Mexican lager. 
you know, we use a Mexican lager strain, mm-hmm. and it's one like medals in the American Cream Ale category. Got so it. it's like you know, if you look at the description, it does talk about you can use a lager or an ale yeast. So, but I mean, where where, where are we going to put that beer? Right. You know, I always have to explain that it's not an ale; it's actually a lager, but it's in a mixed yeast category. So, yeah, I mean, and it's, that's it, kind it's, of it's so specific. You know, that you really, but you, I think you have to key. You have to key your consumer in on like, well, what what what's the expectation? So you taste your beer and say, well, that's what it is. I and mean, and that's genuinely what I was asking. I'm not I'm not using marketing as a negative connotation. Right. I actually genuinely I saying like, uh, well, if I say that it's an ale, but I really feel and design and it tastes more like a lager, I should call it a lager. Yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at. Too. I, th- I think I think that like what Sully was saying. Um, where you could take one beer and put it in a, and enter it into a category and it could win in that category even though it's not technically yeah is is just a testament to that the flavor dictates exactly. the style yeah. Yeah. A, a judge like at the GABF you are judging to the category description so you have no idea how that beer was made how to arrive that you have no idea if it was a Kavikli yeast or a lager yeast or if you're using special drops or something like that, right. I mean, it's just it's it's what's it's what's in the glass. Yeah. Well, Fike beer um, won uh, gold in Berliner Weiss at the past GABF. Wow. Yeah. So and the brewing world uh, yeah. got upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, we'll see a lot more of it. What is it about? And, and by the way, we have to talk about baking and bread, uh, yeah. uh, too. But uh, we're gonna, we got to do a little more. And how there's not any bread here. Harmony, did you? you I mean, you brought bread, right? Um, well, we came up on what Sunday, so it would have been three day old three day bread. old bread. Oh, that would have been unacceptable. You're in yeah. Concord. It doesn't matter. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't all bread in Concord is yeah. three day old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least, yeah. I love Concord, by the way. So we did bring a bunch of bread to field. We did a collab with Fieldwork this morning, and we brought them a bunch of bread. And it was I was very you weren't happy with it that mm-hmm. lady brought it because she was, was like looking at all these guys enjoying this bread. And yeah, she was like, they have no idea what they're doing. Right. right. <laughs> so and and by the way, I would also eat three three day old bread because I am in Concord, but like refrigerator. <laughs> but I do understand the difference only because I have friends that understand the difference. So yeah. whatever. I visit my friends in Paris, uh, you know, you don't buy bread in the morning. You don't buy bread at all. Like yeah. you, it has to be fresh bread. And then it's like, like sometimes there'll be some left on the table when I'm staying with them and I'll eat it the next day. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? We're on our way to the boulange right, right now. <laughs> it's down. I was like, I don't know. It's fine. They're like, it is not fine. That's do, disgusting. Do they it's knock it out of your hand? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's poison. What are you doing? We did a collaboration with our friends at Angel City and we brought freezer bread that was like eight months old had been in the freezer for like eight months yeah and all these guys were cutting up the bread to put into the mash and they were eating <laughs> this eight month old freezer bread i, and I had, a connection I had sure. brought actually like... fresh bread that i had baked oh, that day yeah. for them and i'm like what are you why are you eating that bread they're like this is delicious yeah. are cavemen. <laughs> right. they are yeah. go cavemen on they're just trying to rip this crust yeah. Yeah. Right. also let's Can face it in america anything above wonder bread tastes artisan so we're like this is fantastic <laughs> yeah uh, Okay, we're going to get more into that in a second, but we, I don't want to move too far away from, from the yeast uh, before we have to take a break. Um, you had mentioned something to me, I think, before the show, that like this this is the yeast that was supposed to like turn the, the brewing world upside down. And uh, and or was that was that Sully and somebody said it and <laughs> it's been said. Is that matter. is that just about being able to turn beers fast? Is that what that a statement like that means? I I. 
I don't want people to uh, to think that fast beer is bad beer. Okay. I don't believe that. Okay. I believe, like I was uh, talking about before, I think it's our job as brewers to to fine tune brewing. It's a brewing science, right? So it's moving. Mm-hmm. We're moving forward, and we need to take these tools that we have and utilize them to our benefits. Residency times in tanks, especially as you are manufacturing more and more, oh, yeah. is a huge overhead cost. You're talking about electricity, labor, rent, all of those things. Now you're eliminating. A huge portion of those costs, mm-hmm. um, and it'll allow you to make more beer and better beer, and be able to focus on making better beer. So, if the end is about making flavors, good flavors, and making stylistic, correct stylistic beers, mm-hmm. um, we have a tool in our arsenal now, and we don't have a lot of tools in our no. brewing arsenal. Yeah, um, really, like if you're talking about Ryan Heitzkuba, which these beers essentially are, because we're not adding, adding any adjuncts mm-hmm. to them. This is a huge, huge plus for a small brewery, sure. uh, 10 barrels, to keep up with demands without having huge capital costs and debt. You know, we don't need to buy another tank because by the time I'm brewing again, this tank's empty. Right. I bet Sully's mad inside right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of am. I'm, you see I'm, the size I'm, I'm, of the tanks. While you're talking, I'm giving you the middle finger. Yeah. yeah. At the 2 and well, a, there's massive tags. He's like, God Well, you know, you it. think about it. I mean, residence time for our, t- uh, our beers are anywhere from like 18 to 28 days. Mm-hmm. And if you can cut that down by a third or, you know, half or whatever. Yeah. Um, you're making you know, twice as much. You're beer. making twice to twice as much beer. I just did the math right now. <laughs> wow! And thank you, uh, doctor. Yeah. Um, and, 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 so, and that's and we were actually uh, we talked a little bit earlier before when the Arabs, and I, we were excited about that. We just had we just didn't find the. I don't think we found the right yeast. And we were trying, and it was like ah, it's not quite quite right. We were trying to use existing uh, recipes that we were already using with uh, WLP01. It really wasn't coming out the way we wanted to, and uh, we didn't know what we were doing. I don't think so. Th- they're not the same. Yeah, and there's a lot of research that has to be done. There's a luckily there's a lot of labs that are doing research on these things, and then brewers uh, like myself who have been collecting data over the year on uh, pH, temperature, and attenuation to try and hone these down. But like I said, what I found is every strain is different, and so I have data sets. For every strain that I've used, and I'm up to 13 now. So you're not even so much manipulating the yeast. You're just you're just marking down what it does. You're just collecting information. I'm 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 that's the biologist. I'm not the engineer. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to manipulate yet. Although I've done some manipulations on the on the hot side. Okay. To kind of accommodate the yeast. Okay. Um, but I'm just observing. Wow. Have yeah. you messed around with oxygenation levels? Yeah, so I started off with like class like just not changing from WL um the O one, the Chico strain. Okay. And um now we don't oxygenate, we don't add nutrients, we under pitch. We under pitch. Hmm. I'm finding that a lot of those pH changes have to do with over pitching. So I find as I get a pitch for ten barrels and I pitch it I get a, a slight pH change, but then the next batch I'll underpitch that F two, no oxygenation, 
No nutrients. You're not aerating at all? No. no yeast nutrients at all? No. Everything I, I you go usually right now. do. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going to change tomorrow. Yeah. Every, everything you usually do, just do the opposite. Wow. wow. Yeah, take what we know as brewers and turn it on its head. And I think, But you that, didn't do that what, arbitrarily. You, no. you noticed that, that things were happening negatively. So you're like, fuck it, I'm not going to put oxygen in this time. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm, you found, I'm, I'm measuring these things. Like I'm measuring pHs of the wort as it goes into the tank. I'm measuring uh, pH changes in the tank every six hours. We're, um, we're also tasting it. Yeah, yeah. I'm tasting. Uh, Are you trying? You're actually drinking the beer. Yeah, you, you have. You, you have. To, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but some some of these, you know, some of these are, things are coming out. They taste sour, or they taste hmm. um, oxidized, or a lot of times on different strains, we're getting um, because there's no lag phase, there's no um, uh, glycerol kind of uh, production. Mm-hmm. You're getting a, um, thinner bodies, and then right. the acidity doesn't help hmm. because um, more mass. And more compounds in the beer will allow buffering to occur, and you're not getting those made in that lag phase, that growth phase sure. that you have when you pitch Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Hmm. Um, but it's so, still getting acidic somewhere. It's it, it, well, you're getting you're getting organic acids made even in Saccharomyces, but right. you, you have so much more mass of organic molecules in, so you're buffering a lot of that acidity. With uh, chemical interactions with these fatty acids and and the like, and since you're not getting that same amount of buffering capacity, you're not you're, you're going to have a more prevalent sour taste because of the high volume of yeast that's in not Kavik strains. Well, in, in non-Kvik strains, yeah. like Saccharomyces, you're going to have a lot of glycerol production, fatty acids, sterols, right. uh, a lot of organic acids and compounds that even if they're making stuff like lactic acid and fermentation, which is uh, is an aerobic, right. uh, anaerobic fermentation, you're, um, you're not going to taste that in a pH change. You're not going to taste acidity. Oh, even no, right. it's made there. But that's, but, what, that's what's buffering the pH exactly. change. And Kvek's not making those exactly. things. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that's why if you have like Voss, I know a lot of people use Voss and Harnandel, um, and they're saying, oh, it tastes citrusy. Mm-hmm. Well, it tastes acidic. And, and, and the reason is you're not making any of these byproducts that we're so used to in that first 24 hours yeah. after we pitch. You know, the homebrewers are so angst during that time. Oh, yeah. It didn't right. work. Yeah. Didn't yeah, work. right. At least for homebrewers. And this is why, I mean, I started listening to this show as a homebrewer. Um, for homebrewers with no temper control, no uh, adjuncts. No, you know, no nutrients, no way to oxidize their beer correctly or oxygenate, sorry, their beer correctly. Yeah. No temperature control in their garages. Get a Kvikis. Get a Kvikis. Yeah. Because those changes are going to not matter so right. much to you. Um, and so if I had this in my arsenal as a homebrewer, it would have been a- could have been nice. Things could have moved faster. Well, yeah, because that citrusy flavor could lend itself to um, to hopping uh, attributes. And I was yep. listening to Ian McCall here mm-hmm. from Rip, who was on the show yep. a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about how he acidifies his uh, his beers now for you know hopping um, for the hops to pop a little bit more. Yeah, it's already built in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With this yeast. With, With this yeast. Yeah. yeah. What kind of blow off do you get? Do you have to have like fifty oh, percent capacity on your tank? It's massive. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I bet it's massive, and it, and they usually take off within a couple hours. Okay. So well, you, 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 you have a lot of loss. We'll see activity in like an hour. That's crazy. Yeah. I I don't lose too much. 
You just built it that way. <laughs> Justin, I'm hearing a new show. I got the a science yeah. hour with I Levi. Know. Right. <laughs> Actually, I was just thinking as he's talking too, because I I can understand most of what he's saying, and I and knowing his background and his degree and what he's done with his life, I'm like. Levi's dumbing this down for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm certain that he's just like, I'm just going to leave it, like, right here so that everyone can follow along. Because I know that he could have gone, like, way up here. Right. And we'd have been like, uh-huh. all right, Levi. <laughs> I could have just left it, like, too sciencey. nobody would question. Right. <laughs> yeah, there is that. That's kind of what I'm Eyes glaze over. Because we all would Because yeah. none of us are going to admit we didn't know. I'd have been like, obviously. Yeah, Jesus, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I thought, just thought about that a minute ago. Why didn't you say yeah. it earlier? What if we yeah. did that? Yeah. yeah. Is this what it's like living with Levi sometimes, too? And he's just like, Levi, stop dumbing things down. I, I can understand things, Levi. We were, we were working on a project together, and uh, it involved me having to like do a little bit more research in texts, and I think that went way over our heads. <laughs> I was talking about like linkage of peptidoglycan and... In cell yeah, walls. Yeah, we, we help. We we wrote something that we're not talking about. Yet. I see. Yeah, and every time he 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 did certain sections, and every time I would send in his sections, they would send it back to me and say, "No, yeah, nobody understands this." So then I, I not only right. had to write my sections, but I had to rewrite, rewrite. his sections because. Which is a little frustrating. Yeah. They're like, uh, can you tell Dr. Freed to act a little more stupid? Uh, we want high school level science. <laughs> yeah. Which I He's get it. If, 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 if whatever you're writing is supposed to have a bit more mass appeal. But there are people in the beer industry who you can you, who can, you can talk about with on a molecular level. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I was talking to um, uh, Jason uh, out of Orpheus in Atlanta, and he was saying that there's very little, either you're completely peer-reviewed science in, in brewing yeah. or you're like brewing publications for beginner home brewers and there's nothing really in that in middle zone I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. where there is for bread. I know I looked through some of Harmony's like advanced baking books. Um, there are seminars on advanced baking. Hmm. And so we need, I think, professional brewers since there's a lot of us. There's got to be something in between yeah. for us. Yeah, I think that's a good point. All right, let me, I got to get us to a break, uh, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how the the bakery fits in with the beer and the brewery. Another science, as did you well. Bring yes, Arc another science. I did. Inspired beer. Yes. Oh, great. I just beardy. Go find us some bread somewhere. <laughs> I, have, I have I have a beer that's made only of bread. Really? Yeah, oh, wow. we brought it. All right, no malt. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Long Beach Beer Lab. We'll be back after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. session on the room. 
All right. We are still hanging out with Harmony and Levi Freed from Long Beach Beer Lab out of Long Beach, California, of course, where I will be at the end of September. And also, we should plug the uh, first ever uh, Southern California, California Beer Summit is in Long Beach. Yep. First right. year. First year that's down there, right? Yeah, first year out of Sacramento. What a great loca- uh, location to do that. When is it? Uh, September, what? 12th, 13th, 14th? 12th, 13th, 14th. Okay. With the summit on the 14th. That that being the the beer festival, mm-hmm. which in my experience is like the biggest beer festival outside of GABF. Yep. I, I, I've yeah. noticed, right? Yeah, it is just because California has so many breweries, and and they're all if you're part of the CCBA, they, they all attend. Uh, Beardy's been to it. Yeah, the Capitol um, Mall is a great place for a beer festival, so you guys better bring it. You got to bring it. Yeah, we're doing on the Grand Prix runway, so I think the speedway work. they call. Yeah. Because you it's need it. on the beach. What is that? I don't know what nice. that is. Nice. It's a big racetrack. Don't worry oh, about it. Oh, perfect. It's on the beach. Can we race afterwards? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, if you could walk. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it down. Are you going to the... To yeah, I'm going. I'll be there. You, We're doing some events. Sully always. You're doing some events. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be there. It doesn't matter. You don't even finish it. <laughs> what are you talking the, about? Sully, are you... Yeah! yeah. <laughs> We're going to be there. My dad, lives, my, my dad lives down there, so I'll be there. He lives cool. in Palos Verdes, so... Oh, yeah. I'm going to stop by your place, actually. Please. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna try to make it down. If I can't do that, I will be there like the last weekend of September, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come see. We'll send some sourdough, uh, not three day old. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that I gotta come down because Harmony didn't bring us any bread. Yeah. Um, all right, let's learn a bit about before we talk about the beer in our glass. Uh, so we got some new beer. Let's learn about how the bakery fits in with the brewery and what you got. What's your concept there? Um, so we share cultures. With the brewing the bakery, we also share grains, not spent grain. I think that's a common misconception. Everybody always says, "Oh, and you spent grain in your bread." We don't use spent grain in our bread. <laughs> okay, it's um, like a knee jerk reaction. Yeah, I mean, spent grain is spent. So, <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> in the name, yeah. huh. we've all tasted spent grain bread. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. We we have. I'm um, sorry if I ever told you your spent grain bread was good. I was lying. <laughs> And you're not sorry. Yeah. 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 We uh, we have these amazing mushroom farmers that uh, grow all of the mushrooms we use in the kitchen in our spent grain. Wow. They they used to they grow these amazing wild mushrooms and it used to take them I think three or four months to grow them and now it takes them one month. Wow. With our spent grain, um, and then uh, our, our other spent grain goes to feed chickens and goats and. Okay. So you share fresh grain that comes so, in exactly. For the so I will take um, a malt bill from one of his beers and I will grind it up and it's hmm. probably like two percent of my recipe um, and it adds some nice sugars for the yeast to eat um, as well as uh, some of my bread actually has beer in it okay. and then we do uh, like this beer right here which is a kvass style beer um, which is a hundred percent sourdough bread spent bread yeah beer. <laughs> so anytime Think we, about that anytime wow. we have leftover <laughs> yeah. bread uh, in the tap room that doesn't sell we put it we have a nice walk-in freezer so we put it in the freezer um, when we have about 300 pounds of bread we can mash in on the bread and then we pitch sourdough starter and this is the beer you get um, hang on hang on hang on, hang on. is yeah. this the one where you have to chew It'd like my no. and then <laughs> spit it in the mash tub no no, no. Also, never tell me that. <laughs> yeah. fine, I, I just want to make alcohol. I have right. to make, <laughs> yeah. very, very little, very yeah. little. We also do. We have one that 
we added rye malt to to bump up the alcohol because nobody really takes it seriously unless it's over three percent. Yeah, let's just say we're, yeah. we're the we only people making a hundred percent sourdough ale. So hang on, we got to back it just for a second because I'm a little slow. Uh, and I, you, brain explosion. You lost me at. You, you have all this bread in the freezer. No, no, don't be sorry. This is my fault. You have all this bread in the freezer. You have all this bread in the freezer. You, yes. you get a certain amount of it, and then you you mash this. I don't understand this part. So, so the, we put it in our IBC tote. Okay. One, Without one any grains. It's no just grains. You mash it up, you break it water. up, you run it through um, a mill. We quarter it. Yeah, we quarter okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And then... Expose the endosperm of the bread. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, the endosperm of the bread. What love <laughs> bond is the bread? <laughs> yeah. So we have, we have 12... Um, we have 12, like, consistent styles of bread that we put out. I try to use... 13. 13. But we you have, can't use the challah. In the yeah, we so we try and make it, eggs it vegan, so, we so yeah. we don't use them also, on the bed. Also, 13's unlucky. I'd stick with 12 if I were you. Okay, there you go. Really? There I don't go. believe in that. Or 14. Okay, fine. I'll make a new bread. Thank Yay, you. Yay, new bread. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's about 400 pounds. We quarter it. We throw it into a 10-barrel IBC tote, uh, mash it at a, about 180 degrees overnight. Okay. And then the next morning, pitch in sourdough starter. About 12 quarts of sourdough starter. Hang on, hang on, hang, right. on, hang on. So the 180 degrees overnight, you're getting fermentables out of this bread, which right. which started as grain any yeah. from the brewery anyway. Yeah. Has never been converted? Or it did convert it a little bit when no. it fermented as bread. You do have, because it's sourdough, the bacteria in the sourdough convert a lot of those dextrins okay. into sugars. And that's how you get CO2 production in bread. Okay. Um, so I'm, you I'm do, okay. you're not having super, um, super uh, uh, simple sugars. So you're not getting those dextrose, maltose, and glucose sugars in in the in in the bread, mm-hmm. but when we go to head ahead and mash it again, and then we throw the sourdough starter in there, mm-hmm. those bacteria go back. So is the mash okay. really more just to get the starches and whatever sugar that is there just into the water, yeah. so mm-hmm. that way the bacteria can work on it? Exactly. It's not actually there's no conversion happening. No, no, no. It's a okay. steeping. Yeah. Right. That's why I go at 180. Okay. And this sourdough starter is your baby, right? You, yeah. you must have this sourdough starter that you use for all your sourdough bread. Yes. Okay. I, I super, har- super right. I harvested it off of skins of grapes from Levy's mom's backyard. Wow. And um, we sent, we actually did send it to a lab, and it came back that it was actually most, it was Saccharomyces in there, but uh, the lab said there was no lactobacilli in there, that it was Brett Brooks. Okay. Um, which there is, you know, we talk about whether that was the culture I harvested or that we domesticated it to be Brett because it is in a brewery. Okay. What? So having you, you just told me that comp- composition. Yeah. What would the composition be of like you know of world famous sourdough yeast like Pro- from San probably Francisco? Probably bacteria. Probably lactobacilli because okay. it. To produce lactic acid. Okay. Um, yeah, the San Francisco sourdough is a lactobacillus San Franciscus or I something see. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's lacto. Okay. So they're, they're very different um, uh, acidity profiles mm-hmm. between San Francisco uh, sourdough and what we're doing. Okay. Um, we also do a cold fermentation. Yeah. 
Um, and that that we just learned. I mean, everybody talks about cold fermentation overnight in the final rise, but a lot of even the building of our starter, um, it it is in. We keep it in the refrigerator most of the time. Wow. Okay. Um, and when temps do get too high, there is some problems with our starter. Interesting. So it's. Yeah, so 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 lactobacillus will like to grow, and bacteria like to grow at an even higher temperature than than yeast, mm-hmm. and so we've kind of selectively coaxed out yeast cultures mm-hmm. from from our wild starter. Okay, with temperature mainly with, with temperature control okay. because there's really no control. There's no sterility, right? The bakers are going in there with their hands. Good well, point. We, we did a whole experiment in with different employees. We had a team building meeting where everybody mixed. Uh, the same sourdough starter, the same same flour, same water, same uh, seed starter, and then we saw how much people's rose, and um, it was usually the people who were dealing with fermentation the most that had the most growth in their starter. Interesting. We had yeah. one person who was a, a cigarette smoker, and her starter did not rise at all. It just didn't rise at all. <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, then, microbiome. then we fired her, yeah. That happens, so. by the way, that things don't rise when you smoke too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not much life survives when you smoke. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wait, a, wait, did you do like, did you also do like a control where like everybody has to shower at 8 a.m. this morning? No, but everybody washed their hands. Okay. People had clean hands, so okay. it wasn't, okay. yeah. Microbiology, the microbiome of the skin. Yeah. Super, yeah. super interesting. I don't want to know about this, but it is yeah. fascinating. <laughs> that, was, that was most of the research that I was doing as a derm president. Oh, is, right. Okay. Uh, skin microbiome and in, in inflammatory diseases. <clears throat> okay. So it's very important the relationship that our own cells have with the bacteria that live on our body. Mm-hmm. How many and, billions of bacteria are on Justin right now? No, 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 no. no, no. Don't answer that. <laughs> yeah. What about the tray table when I fly? Every doorknob. Yeah. From here to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. You, 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 you. Now we have this mash happening. It's got your sourdough starter in it. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens next? That's not. That's not the fermentation of this beer. Yeah, it is. That's all the fermentation that happens in the beer that's in my glass. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that we do. We do a maturing on spent fruit. Yeah. And then we dry hop during that period. So yeah, but we're not fruit. repitching any other. Yeah, from some of our bigger sours. Okay. Um. So it, we did a. Um, Oud brune with cherries, and then we took those cherries and we did a kvass with spent cherries. And this one we did a milkshake uh, goza yeah. with pineapple and mango, and this is the spent pineapple and mango. Okay. Okay. So. And and then and just the bread as the malt, and yeah. then just the sourdough starter as the yeast, and yeah. that's it's, what's in my glass. It's just yeah. kind of like a, a a refreshing soda. It's awesome yeah. is what it is. <laughs> it is. First of all, it's... I would say that it's more like a refreshing juice without all the fructose and sweetness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like to drink juice. I'm cutting back on the juice a little bit right now because, you know. You're not juicing? I'm not juicing. Uh, you know, because I, I want my body to, like, burn other calories. I would drink this in the morning as, like, a great, refreshing breakfast juice. We started putting this in cans. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, I'm sold out of the Yeah, cans. the raspberry wow. one yeah. was out of this. So we did a framboise-style sour and then yeah. the spent raspberries. So the finished bread mash, we transferred the liquor off onto... The spent raspberries and then mm-hmm. let them mature, and we threw in um, uh, Belma hops, and that was 
really nice. That wow. one sold very yeah. quickly. Yeah, we put them in four packs. Seven bucks. Wow. Whoa. See, I love to seven hear this, and you have pack? to. Yeah. Well, think about what's in it. Well, low seven bucks. Spent, right. <laughs> yeah. Spent bread, low ABV. Right. See, this is another place where, and you guys, I know, I know you're already doing it, but just keep marketing the way you're doing because people don't, as you mentioned, want to buy low alcohol beer. Uh-huh. Right. We don't think we're, we don't think we're getting our money's worth. Right. So don't market this as a beer as much. I mean, it's a beer. That's fine. Correct. But your marketing should focus on this refreshing part, yeah. the yeah. fruit, the bread. Yeah. Like if it just focus on all that, yeah. I'll, I'll spend 14 bucks all day long. We, Actually, we, uh, we sell it. The, the wow. industry. Kind of going, the consumer is actually demanding like low ABV, low carb, mm-hmm. you know, gluten free. I mean, you're starting to see more and more of that. I, mean, so, I thought all of those things, gluten-free. except for the low ABV, I thought no, that people was still want low nothing. ABV now. Yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. The pendulum swinging. I like yeah. that. So it's think, so crazy. It's swinging fast. Three, yeah. three, five is good. Two eight is still low. I, I think getting right above three, yeah, three two, yeah, that's the, that's the key spot for low ABV. Yeah, I love this beer. This is great in, yeah. in cans. Yeah. It's awesome. The the pineapple definitely comes through to me. And I wasn't sure because you mentioned Brett Brooks. And so mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe you just got your Brett tuned just perfectly to where you get that pineapple character. And But maybe it's working in concert. There, there yeah. is a tropical character to yeah, my sourdough starter. Yeah. I think these are also mosaic hops mm-hmm. in this one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you're going to get a little bit of the tropical fruit off of the mosaic. But... Like I said, I don't know many people doing 100% sourdough beer. Yeah. Well, and also, and, and maybe I'm not understanding the full makeup of your of your proprietary yeast here, but I thought that brewer's yeast and baker's yeast are very different. They don't really do the same things, and it's not easy to use together. Yes. But yours is more of a brewer's yeast than it is a baker's yeast? Yeah, I think we've domesticated it into okay. a brewer's yeast from using dregs from our house culture as well as just being in... In the brewery, the brewery, itself, brewery. where I mean, we share cold boxes where where it's not very. I'll separate. bring beers when she's mixing the starter in the morning. I'll be bringing oh, in beers for her to taste. For me to taste okay. in the so, middle of me scoring my bread, and, and ah, I'll be like, try this one. I'm yeah, like, hot oven. Oh, oh, sorry, I spilled it <laughs> on there. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I asked because I've had I've heard people talk about, and I've had uh, beers brewed. You know, we just threw a sourdough strain. It wasn't proprietary or anything. They like bought a sourdough strain, right? And they were like, yeah. Not good. Did not. It didn't ferment well. It didn't taste well, very good. That's bacteria. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I think yeah. a lot of it has to do with the the vitality of her starter because it's being used every day. And when I get it yeah. for for this application, it's at peak. It's rare to go. Well, yeah, it's, it's like taking high croissant. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. This stuff is ready to rock. It's and roll. kind of. Past what I would use in the bread because right. when he'll come and say I need to pitch for the class tomorrow, so we'll make two batches and after twelve hours we'll use for the bread and his will sit there for twenty four. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, th- th- now yeah, I'm, is not gonna, your, I'm not going to get crazy biology it, with you guys. <laughs> well, let me let me ask this do a little bit. The other a side of this: if, if your yeast works so well in beer. Mm-hmm. Is your sourdough a little less sour than I might expect? Yeah. Okay. Especially because mm-hmm. I'm using it on the young side. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple. Uh, I have some of my breads are more sour than others, depending on. Uh, we did one with Purple Prairie barley and ube yams. And because of all of the sugars in the barley and the yams, mm. the bread actually ended up to be really sour. 
Uh, but my regular country loaf is not overly sour. Okay. Yeah. Um, we get plenty of people say, your sourdough sour is not even sour, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's kind of why I was asking. I don't think I would have been that douchey about it. I might have been. Um, but I, I certainly would have asked. I would have been like, hey, yeah. what's the difference? You know, just yeah. ask uh, to find out. Because... I like that you guys aren't mincing words about how it's a synergy between the two. So, so to me, I'm not offended. Like, well, shit, if it's working in beer, it's probably got to be a little bit moderate for bread. Right. Do you yeah. guys argue a lot? Is it like a science on science kind of thing going on all the time? I mean, I, you're like, I, 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 get, I, I, I can feel like a little like, oh, it, it's like you're very smart people. I'm just kind of <laughs> curious, like, what goes on. They just home. write papers to each yeah, other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't believe me, here's a white paper yeah, yeah. about how I, I feel five about years it. ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, I do believe she has a lot more experience than I do. So she has a lot of wisdom when it comes to actually making beer, making bread, fermentation. A lot of it is experiential, and experiential leads to wisdom. Mm-hmm. I went to school, and I read the books, so I have knowledge. Mm-hmm. But knowledge isn't wisdom. Wise people have experience. Okay. So I could come off a little bit. We're a good team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what it sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could come off a little book smart and then not have the experience to in the wisdom to kind of like right. drive it in the I'm right I'm also space. a little harsher than he is. I think every like everyone likes him. Hmm. Well, if well, it helps, let's get deeper into this. Yeah. If it helps, I'll at all, play the therapist. I right think here. that uh, I think that Harmony, Levi has sounded saying. like a dumb shit, and oh Harmony is a sweetheart. I'd like her more if you brought bread. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I yeah. know. Yeah. Fail. Same thing. Yeah. Fail. Play yeah. Alex tweet. Fail. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We should have grabbed one of those crackers. I, I know. know. Oh well. What is the experience like when I come into the Long Beach Beer Lab? Like, what does the menu look like? Do I, am I just eating bread and drinking beer? That's a lot of bread, right? <laughs> yeah. no, you we, could if you want you to. Could. Okay, okay. Um, so at that. the beginning, we definitely started out that way because it was really just Levy and I and maybe one or two other people um, doing everything. So now we have employees. We have a full menu. We do sourdough pizzas. Um, we actually do onion rings and fried fermented green beans that we dip into our sourdough starter. Um, and fry, so that is yum, really good. Okay, oh, um, yeah. wow. We we work with an urban garden called Organic Harvest Gardens, um, and there they take a lot of our spent grain. So we our menu is seasonal. Whatever they're bringing us, that's what's going in the sandwiches on the pizzas. Um, yeah. And you and are you guys you're vegetarian? Yeah, we're a hundred percent vegetarian at the restaurant yeah. at the bar, uh, and not vegan. Not vegan. We have eggs. We have cheese, uh, okay. but we're vegetarian. But we do have a lot of vegan options as well. And the two of you are vegetarian. I am. He's not. I like meat. Okay. <laughs> and you're kosher. Yeah. At home, we are kosher. All of our ingredients at the brewery are kosher, but we are not certified kosher at the brewery. Okay. Um, we just haven't. It's very expensive. Mm. Um, it's and we're a brewery. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We, it's also just a lot of hoops to jump through. We've tried. We we've kind of tried to work with the kosher distributors on certain things, and um, it's really, really kind of disheartening to okay. work with these people. So uh, we just try to, even though all our ingredients are still kosher, mm-hmm. we don't follow the highest standards like we did when we. St- 
when we started out because there's a million different kosher symbols out there. I see. Um, it's really complicated. Things are difficult enough yeah. in, a, in a small business. Just say crafted to be kosher. There you right. go. Yeah. So people who know us that's pretty good. who keep kosher, they'll <laughs> come and eat there. But that's not our target audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did, was there any concern about opening up in the keto capital of the oh, world? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Yeah, what's yeah, that I one? That you, is that you can't eat carbs? That's no carbs, no essentially. Carbs. Right. We get a lot of that. People coming in saying, oh, what do you have that's gluten-free? What do you have that's keto? Mm. And we kind of are like, it's okay to you know not be that you, place. Right. No. Yeah. You you, oh, what do we have? We yeah. have a neighbor that doesn't serve carbs, okay? <laughs> right. Go over there. We have so, these green beans. They sell property. <laughs> Go get your nourishment from there. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it is sort of bread on bread. Yes. It's know. bread. I yeah. mean, we do, we do naturally fermented vegetables that we do with our house culture. Cool. I mean, that's gluten-free, but... I don't know if you want to just drink water and eat naturally fermented vegetables. You can come in. There are. Well, but if your culture is grown on flour, it's not gluten free. Uh, What? Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. All right. Tell us about this next beer that's in our glass. Um, I drink. So. Because it's so good, right? I think think we get carried away with being an experimental uh, brewery. um, Because we're doing all this wacky stuff, this stuff that's really like. Homebrewers are doing experimental, um, but we have a whole sour uh, program that we actually distribute a lot of these beers, so you can get them in Maine, Florida, Portland, Washington. Great, you get them Amsterdam, in, in Amsterdam. You get them in the oh, Bay, nice. and we do um, barrel aged mixed fermentation, the yeah. kind of the hard way. Um, um, what does that mean? The long, arduous journey of making barrel-aged sour beer. This is hilarious. So you make yeah, you, you make it up for your three-day fermentation. Yeah, this is such a hilarious It's almost a separate brewery. <laughs> wow. It's almost a separate brewery. So when we started... You're a very conflicted individual. Well, I think it's a marriage. Again, it's a marriage of these tools of science yeah. and art, artisanship. Um, this is artisanship. Yeah, I, I, I've we've sequenced these these uh, beers. We've done the micro uh, biomics on them, um, <laughs> but in the end, you could do as much as you want. It's right. about flavor. You go down that rabbit hole. It's about flavor. Yeah, and, and, you know, every barrel is different. Every strain is different, and we leave it up to our palates to do the blending. Fortunately, I have a master taster at my yeah, disposal yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> a master of flavor. That's, that's my degree. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, but no, the truth is, is is to have a very discerning palate that knows when to say dump and when to say um, blend it. You and know, when we say dump, we mean distill. But. Yeah. And I will say, as a person who's been doing this for 15 years, there are plenty of brewers out there who don't know when to say dump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't even know when to not bring it on a radio show. <laughs> uh, let me just point that out. Like, some people I don't mean, even bring their best. Why are you looking at me right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's upsetting. You've, you've spent all of this time yeah. and money yeah. on this product, and then you taste it, and it just... Well, I'm sure it's upsetting. I can get that, but it's also upsetting to taste bad beer from a professional. Correct. So I'm just I'm actually just agreeing with Levi yeah. that it's wonderful that you have a great palate and you should keep yeah. listening to it. So yeah. what's in this one that we have here? So this is um we have a house um a house beer. It's a mixed fermentation, barrel aged, barrel fermented. Uh, we call it a tart farmhouse. 
um, that was the recipe was developed as the first collaboration brew in the Milk the Funk group on Facebook. So they did this worldwide collaboration, mm-hmm. same recipe, and then they allowed you to throw in your own house culture. This is a culture that you've actually had before on the show from beers that we've had in Israel. Okay. Um, but it was a lot hotter there. Yeah. So the beers were a lot more harsh. This is the same culture. Um, barrel aged, barrel fermented with that recipe. And then um, my brother, who was living in Washington, Tenasket, Washington, was living on a early Richmond cherry orchard. And he drove 300 pounds of freshly picked early Richmond cherries down overnight from wow. Washington to Long Beach. And we processed these the hard way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we ended up leaving a lot of the pit stems. Um, Very leaves rustic. in them because they were so small that you couldn't really. I see. The early Richmond cherries are are tiny. They're the, the tiny size of blueberries. Almost. But we did oh, crush wow. them. So we crushed them, um, and uh, we put the beer on there and let it mature until we were comfortable with the the flavor. Uh, it was a special blend of two barrels mm-hmm. um, that were almost like a cuvee. Wow! And um, I I really like this beer because. It's a stark difference in approach from how we've talked about the other beers. Yeah. Um, this is a wonderful beer. Thank you. And you're, there's nothing harsh about it. No, it's um, complex, but it's very drinkable. Yep. A little bit of uh, acidity, which is actually, I'm going to call it just the right amount. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I mean that because, uh, boy, is that hard to get right. Like, sometimes it's too little, and you're like, well, I just wish it had something to brighten it up, like some acidity. And then you very quickly make it too much, and you're, all, and you're just like... <coughs> and this just hits right in the back of the throat, right where I wanted to, and goes away. It's a really nice amount. Uh, very well balanced. Thank you. Yeah, it doesn't uh, taste like it smells. I mean, it's got some really harsh, like, you know, not harsh, but, you know, uh, kind of aggressive... Uh, farmhouse aromas mm-hmm. right. but, I just, love but, that. but it just it, it's got a real elegance to the flavor i love that when the beer comes out and it's like the fruit and the barnyard is hopping out of your glass and then you taste it and you're like i could drink a pint of this i like that too you really can mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it doesn't we will always comment on it on this show because i like that too i like what i'm like and sometimes i'll even say so i i didn't think i was gonna like this when i put my nose in it <laughs> and now i really really do yeah yeah we we just put a beer on uh on tap i i I don't think I have one here, but um, so we tried uh, going back to the Kvike strains. We tried to co-pitch a hazy IPA with USO5 and Kvike because I've heard people use like Sac Trois and USO5 to kind of ferment the hazies a little bit further, but still get all the cloudiness. Um, so I did that together. The problem is USO5 has a you know twelve to twenty-four hour lag time. Kvike's Already right. done with fermentation. Like, hey, where are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so missed U- the party. USO5 is uh, fighting an uphill battle, and it's giving off diacetyl, and it's not vigorous enough to go out back after that diacetyl. Yeah. So we ended up with a hazy IPA with like just chock full of diacetyl. I put that beer um, in a barrel with this culture for four months. Took it out. Blended that with like a cheese hop saison that we had just sitting around and put it on tap. And it's another one of those beers where you just take the glass to your nose and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like this is barnyard. It's socks. It's whatever you want. You know, like uh, sweater and (laughs) goatee. And then you taste it and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll take a pint of that. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, what's a wild IPA? I'm like, (laughs) 
Just here. just have it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and always take two sips, by the way. You always have to take. Don't ever judge it by your first one. Even if you love it, you always have to take two sips. Yeah, the flavor is really clean. It's mm-hmm. not very acidic at all. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like and bright it's cherries. Almost, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, did you blend this with something else? I mean, was it a couple different barrels? I it mean, was two was, barrels hmm. of um, of our house. Farmhouse. Yeah, our house farmhouse. Usually, there's some barrels that are more acidic, more malty. So this might be a year in the bottle. Oh, really? Yeah. So because it's definitely married very well. That the malty kind of residual body that's mm-hmm. there just works really well with the acidity to come in and just finish it out. It's really nice. Who I wants get, more before I steal it all? I get that cinnamon. Here, you're gonna have to take yeah, it. Yeah, you get that cherry, cherry pit spice. Yeah. I, you can't find that. Like if you use cherry puree, you don't get that. Mm-hmm. That kind of like cherry pie, cinnamon, caramel. And we were worried about thing. adding the pits, but I think it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I go all pits in now. Pits in, pits, pits in. in. Yeah, there's your name. <laughs> no, yeah. I, 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 T-shirt for I got, sure. I gotta Marketing. tell you, I, I, I'm like all over the Milk the Funk uh, group, just like maybe sometimes stocking it, and and I'll see um I'll see people making uh, American sours and they're popping pits out of. Uh, apricots, and then all the Belgian blenders are like, "What are you doing? <laughs> That's where all the flavor is." And I'm like, "Oh yes, I know what I'm doing. I'm putting yeah, Pierre, Pierre Tilkins like That's the best part." Right. Did you crush the pit? Um, in these ones, we ended up crushing the pit. They were so small that we could. But. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but um, I think uh, we just did we just did peaches and apricots in, into um, some of these beers, and we just went. We just crushed it and threw it in. Crushed the fruit. Crushed yeah, the, the fruit, fruit and left the pit in, and and there's something more rustic about it. And I think uh, there's a big dialogue now with American sours that are just like this is acid, and there's no there's none of that rustic funk. Yeah, that that people fell in love with in Belgium. Yeah, um, it's, and, and they're masking it with high high levels of fruit and sometimes lactose now. And um, that's what I like about the balance in this one. I know I do know people should be afraid of acid, um, LSD and acid, um, <laughs> because it can go too far so quickly, right? So I think that people are either not getting it right and they're going too far, or sometimes they're just being a little too gun shy, um, and then it's then there's like not enough. Then I'm then I'm a little bored by it. Then it's just a fruity beer. So. Yeah, the balance is hard to find, and I like. Yeah, I think you're right about it. Like a bit of rustic quality to it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's yeah. There's an ed- there's an edge to the acidity, but it's rounded out by this rustic nature of the. Beer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what we've been trying uh, trying to strive for now with mm-hmm. with our sours. Sometimes it gets away from you, and you don't hit it out of the park every time. So this book. That you're not allowed to talk about. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, he remembered that. It's time to talk about it. Well, I mean, when you are ready to talk about it, can I, like, get the scoop? Can someone finally let me, like, launch something and, and like, tell the world what an awesome thing is coming yeah. out? Will you, like, call me back? Because if I read on the goddamn full pint or something uh, before I got told, I'm going to scoop him in. I'm going to be very upset <laughs> about this. How is the project you're working on? Is this going to take a while? Is the book no, almost done? It's done. They they okay. sent us uh, today uh, the formatting, mm-hmm. and I actually am really excited because it looks beautiful. Cool. Um, it's a lot of a lot writing. of a lot of words. It's a big book. It's very wordy. Oh, I'm a wordy no, guy. No, they, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're talking like 25 pages. Yeah. I, I, 
Just I, asking I, I think pictures. it's like almost 60,000 words. That's a lot of words. Whenever anybody says it, I just always think of Kanye West, because he wrote a book once. I don't know if you know that. And it had, like, it had like four words on a page, and he was doing this interview. Uh, they were talking about the book, and he's like, yeah, I, I wanted to write this one for me, you know, because books be all wordy and shit. <laughs> and I wanted to write one that was different. And I was like, it, it's a book. What's different about it? It's a book. His book's not wordy. Anyway, your book is wordy and shit. <laughs> can you tell us what the title is, or can you? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, NDA. Are there going to be pictures in the book? Um, they draw them. Because oh, yeah, I think that's how a lot of these publishers are, are getting um, over the copyright laws um, on a lot of pictures. Oh, that's interesting. Um, instead of having to pay someone, <laughs> they're like, I freehand drew it by looking at the other one. No, exactly. Interesting. That's, huh. that's what a lot of people are doing now is we'll, we'll kind of tell them what we're, what we would like to see this there. This is what we want to see. And mm. then mm-hmm. they draw it. Okay. Is this a kid's book about opening a brewery? Exactly. <laughs> bakery distillery. All, all kids should be opening bakery distillery brewery. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a lifelong dream for Wow. Everyone. How long have you been working on this book? Um, since what, January? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember. No, since Passover. I wrote the first chapters in Passover. It went it went was Passover real- February? No. No, it was uh, April. It was April. Yeah. Haven't you learned April. to not guess yeah. the Jewish just tradition? Wordy, you're just quick. Yeah, we oh, had we had yeah. we had deadlines. I see. Yes. You clearly this is what do well with deadlines. With deadlines. Yeah. deadlines. Wow. I live my life in deadlines. Okay. <laughs> and be like, oh, sh- we have a midterm tomorrow. We, we were pretty yeah, busy yeah, yeah. too throughout the thing. Was, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm just looking out the window. My dude Tasty's standing outside the window. Oh right now. yeah, oh. Hey. <laughs> came in for a beer. It looks like twice in one week. Well, why don't we do this? Uh, let's take a break. We come back. You guys want to hang out for one more segment? It's our yeah. last segment anyway, yeah. and we'll we'll just shoot the shit a little we more. We came here for uh, you. Okay, good. <laughs> I want to try that Hellas. Yeah, I want to try some more beer in general from you guys because it's all tasting amazing. So right. why don't we do this? We'll take a real quick break, and when we come back, uh, a little bit more from Long Beach Beer Lab. We got to wrap up our Twitter game. Which was outsourced. That's right. About outsourcing. That's what Twittering uh, is. Uh, that's right. Twittering. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll Twitter when we get back. Hey, motherfuckers, this is Doug from fucking Society. You're listening to the session on the fucking Bruin Network. Fuck you. He's oh, got aggression issues. He's a good guy, though. Dougie. Potty mouth. Thanks for joining us, sticking with us here on the session. We still have Long Beach Beer Lab in the studio with us. We're going to taste a, a little bit more of their beer as we wrap things up on tonight's very exciting session where I learned a lot of things about a lot of things. All the things. I won't be able to recite them back to anyone, but yeah. I know that they're in my noggin. They somewhere. were. Yeah. <laughs> I went out uh, at the break and took it upon myself to get more of your beer that wasn't even on our tasting list. But I saw that you you know, you know, had a clean fermented IP. In there, oh, yeah. not that your Kavike wasn't clean fermented. That's probably not the right term, right? Your, uh, but but a, a normal strain. Yeah. What is this? Calal. Calal. Uh, West Coast IPA. West Coast. What's this beer called? I think that's what you have is the two, two one, one in Jewish. In Jewish, yeah. Two, what is what? that? What does that mean? 
Hey, what's it called? It's a two one a, and Jewish. Two one G regulators song. Two one and Lewis is right uh, near us. Oh yeah, I always hated War G. Twenty first. Oh, no, Lewis. you can't say but that. I got you. Don't say that I know. In Beach. I'm the yeah. only one who's and I'm the only one who never liked him. Every he time I said, people guy. are like, "What is wrong with you?" Oh, all I heard was two one. That's all I heard. It's your collaboration beer, Sully. That yeah, describe it after that. Thanks for participating. When's the season? <laughs> well, and we've got some other beers in our glass too. But um, I want to uh, 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 mention a very uh, a special friend of mine uh, back in the studio, uh, Tasty McDole. Welcome back, Mr. Cate. <laughs> it's really me, and I'm alive and well. And, you know, well I love it. Take it from there. You sound well. Uh, I d- you sound <laughs> like you, anyway. It is it's me. It's actually me. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You haven't been all that well since I met you, Taze. You're 100 years old. <laughs> yeah. but you, yeah. So you, you sound about the same as ever. I'm about as, as good as I ever have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, now I, I, every time I see you now, uh, it's usually at a bar still. We, we meet up for a beer. That's and, my uh, thing, yeah. Uh, the, the, one of the worst things about going on with you is that you have trouble tasting beer now. Yeah, yeah. With this uh, medical issue I've got and the treatments they're giving me, yeah. it really affects your palate. Food, beer... Yeah, uh, you know, vagina. It all tastes, <laughs> tastes bad. Tastes weird, or just weird. Oh, it just, it just, doesn't just, taste like how he remembers it. It's just a little off. <laughs> yeah, it's just strange. It's strange now. Not as oystery as it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. God, I love that you're back. Uh, <laughs> it was good to be there. Yeah, that would be one. Did I say that? In no. all seriousness. It's fine. It doesn't would, feel good to be JP's here. not here. That would be one of the biggest bothers to me, to not be able to taste one of my favorite things anymore. Beer, I mean. Oh. Beer. Seriously. Uh, right? It must bother you a little bit. If you come out for a beer, and you're like, oh, shit, I wish I could just taste it again. I can't. I, it, it t- I mean, I, I get the appropriate beer buzz, which is why okay, yeah. I can oh. actually drink beer. So the effects uh, what, if, if the, It's not conflicting with the medicines that I've got. In me. Doc says it's cool. You can go have a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's weird. Every medicine I've got, if you look up the description, every one of them ha- always has some comment about whether you can drink it with alcohol. Sure. It's mm. like God, people must be alcoholics. Good <laughs> 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 drugs. Yeah. It's they always have to have, say something about it. Yeah. Or if they say consult your doctor, that means like, yeah, yeah fuck that. Right. What about cookies? <clears throat> Are you still getting oh, to yeah. consume tasty cookies? No, I stopped doing the. Uh, yeah, I just do the. Uh, just CBD side of that. Now. Okay, not yeah. that it makes any difference. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't get I don't get high on the weed anymore. Interesting. Oh. Look at you, new guy, <laughs> turning over a new leaf. <laughs> I'm certainly getting high on beer, by the way. <laughs> so so check this out, Tasty. Uh, Jamil and I were talking the other day. Oh. And every every one of us has issues, right? We all have these health issues <laughs> yeah. now. And Jamil and I <laughs> came up with a theory, and it's Pacheco. The common ground is how much time we spent in that goddamn garage in Pacheco. It's all like carpeting on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, oh, you mean the asbestos carpet tiles yeah. that I brought in and the lead paint? And yeah, and yeah. we're all we're all falling ill. And and he, of course, Jamil's always the one who points his things out. So he thinks there's a class action suit coming <laughs> down the pipe. Tasty, you so loaded. That'd be great. I'll be yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You can have my bicycle. An endless pile of money there. <laughs> That's right. Pile of shit. Well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, let's. Oh, let, we'll just keep talking to, to you. And I'm glad uh, to hear myself in my headphones. Yeah, right. Yeah, you sound great. Thank you. You look fantastic. Everyone's going to be this happy. This is twice in one week. Oh yeah. Wow. You yeah. went to Sully's party. On yeah, Saturday. I was there for their uh, uh, August Fest. Yes, okay. it's a great event. Mm-hmm. It's their third one, and I was uh, there at the first one. That's where they released the original. Uh, tasty IPA. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, 
This year they did the third. He had Tasty release. on again. Yep. And uh, I was there to not tap the keg, but I was there to like you know you crack to the, you, you, wave you, to the crowd, crack yeah, the can. You, you, uh, you tasted some out of the fermenter. And yeah, you, we tasted it out of the bright tank. Nice. And the fermenter, both. I love that beer. We uh, got the uh, brewery tour for sure. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And Hop, Dave Hoppet was there. Okay. Was yeah, Dave was my, uh, yeah. my driver that day. Yeah. I can't drive because I had a like a. You just have a driver. Something out of my head. I don't know what it was. Okay. (laughs) That's how you know you've made it when you have a driver. I mean, really, we should have had a driver for you for all these years, Tasty. You, 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 should, you should have made more demands. Just to get me yeah. home. <laughs> One of the no, bu- not for that. Just because you driver. deserve it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> make a note when that's Dear my, Mr. Hopwood. And my contract. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. Tasty's a great beer, too, so very nice. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Tasty. That's a great beer. I'm glad to be part of that. So last couple beers in our glass here tonight from Long Beach Beer Lab. Uh, we've got your Hellas, which mm-hmm. is out of a can. Is this a Kvaikellis? No. This is 3470, so the Wein Okay. Lager oh. yeast. Oh, yeah. Seven-week lager. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a great Hellas. Light. Yeah. light. It's a light Hellas, right? Yeah, yeah. We, light. we, we yeah. go light. Yeah. We also have a version of it that is 7.1. So, Whoa. yeah, it's a so percent big. alcohol. Seven, yeah. yeah, so we, we do a big brew, and then we'll cut a little back liquor. Okay. Yeah, because... People come into our place and they ask us, what do you have that's like Modelo? So this is the beer that we give them. I see. Usually. Sure. You know what? <laughs> that's a great idea. And give it to them and say, we have we have this and it's better, is right. what you should Ex- say. Exactly. <laughs> it's like Modelo, but good. Right. Yeah. But better. better actually, than Modelo. I'll drink a Modelo every now and then, actually. But uh, this is better. Yeah. Yeah. We so get a lot a, of that. So this is the small beer off of the... Off of the... the so we'll, we'll brew... What's the... What's the Mother beer, I guess. The mother beer, uh, we, I, I call it a Maybach. It's, it's called the Big Rigs. a Hellas Bach. Okay. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's called Big Rigs. This one's called Rigs. The neighborhood that we're in is called Wrigley. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so it's a neighborhood beer. So the 7-2 is the big one, and then we get down to about 4-5 on this one. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And um, it's nice. Yeah, we, we produce this one... Pretty consistently. Yeah. This oh, yeah. Is, it's year round. Yeah. Year this round. is our be- one of our best sellers. The the Maybach only comes mm-hmm. around, you know, seasonally. Oh, okay. And in May, as it does, yeah. typically. <laughs> and, oh, oh, this is where you draw the tradition <laughs> line, <laughs> Levi. Maybach comes out in May. <laughs> now you got to stick to your guns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it really has to do with like the board, how the, how the board's looking. Okay. You know, what, yeah. what the gaps we need to fill. You need a beer for everybody when you want, when they walk in. If we're get a beer yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, we were talking to uh, Sully about this, but yeah, we make traditional IPAs for the board. Stouts. People drink them, you should make them. Yeah. Um, I think I think the fight thing is something that we're doing to try and keep up with, you mm-hmm. know, um, and we're going to get there. I'm going to tell you. I believe you. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna taste them, and we're gonna be there, and I'll have the formula down. You're almost there, man. Don't get don't don't yeah, take any of this the wrong way. You're almost there. I believe you. You you would have liked this a lot, tasty. Well, if you could taste anything. Uh, <laughs> now he's just e. The the, the, the it's cold yeah. and wet. I like it. <laughs> the and, Kvike, and it has alcohol. The one of the pilsner that's on tap out there is one of the, their Kvike beers, and uh, yeah, I, I I drank it before you guys were ever even here today, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow, it's good pilsner, and uh, vermin at 100 degrees, so. 100 degrees for how long? For one day. 
<laughs> Seriously, and done. Yeah, and it's done. I know Tasty's right. like leaning right. back in the chair right now. Sounds like the way I do sex. <laughs> <laughs> one day. For one whole day? Wow. <laughs> one whole minute. That's pretty good. Right. That's oh. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Just real short and sweet is what he meant. Turn the thermostat up to 100. That's a short. But impactful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It finishes fast. That's on tap here tonight? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. lucky me. Yeah. Great. I yeah. do have, so you said you'll do a traditional IPA too. I've got a West Coast IPA in my glass that is clear. Clear beer. You can mm-hmm. see, I can see your fingers through uh, it. Find, filtered. Find. Okay, yeah. And a great West Coast IPA. Thank you. And this one's Cal Ale though. It's Cal Ale. Not Quebec, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. In our board, we have 24 taps and we are, we are pretty much uh, all over the board. I think that's what people, they come into our place, and th- and that's what they like. I believe that. There's something for everybody. we got a light and crisp, a hoppy and uh, hoppy and bitter, a dark and roasty, and a sour and fruity. Those are kind of like our categories, and we put everything in the box, 24. And they're pretty much split evenly, like uh, 5, 5, 5, and something. Okay. Oh, wow. Sounds like yeah. a good plan, plus the, the yeah. food to go with it. Yeah. The, the food. And, yeah, we try and make beers. Um, I, sometimes when we make like uh, – yeah. Again. <laughs> we'll do like pastry stouts with Fike in like nine days and then we'll put out like a cinnamon roll one. Right. So and then because we'll pair we have it with the kitchen rolls. also, whenever we do a can release or we do a beer release, we do a a pairing dessert. Oh nice. Uh so people can come in and get a taster or uh a six pack with, you know. It's it's food. I love yeah. that. So peanut butter cookies. Peanut butter cookies with peanut butter stuff. Cinnamon roll. Yeah. See, and you German can do that. chocolate cake. Oh, the German chocolate cake was great. We do this at our uh, Fort Collins Hop Grenade. We have Friday night flights, and nice. uh, but we have to team up with local uh, uh, artisans because we don't do it all in house. Right. But our most popular ones when we do it are always desserts like that. Mm-hmm. People yeah. just love it. great pairing with with beer. It's a nightcap, yeah. you know? A lot yeah. of people go out to dinner somewhere else, and they come to get a flight of beers and something sweet to share with, you know, between two people. And I think that's a great experience for people. Yeah. Um, it's something that we could do that other breweries can't do or some other bars can, can't do, you know? So, right. Which so almost know. everything I would consume at Long Beach Beer Lab is made at Long Beach Beer Lab. From is scratch. Is that right? Yeah. Like from scratch yeah. also, yeah. yeah. Wow. So 24 taps of your all, all, all beers you make? Pretty much. So when you you have to look at the lineup and go like, okay, we're going to need more of this, more of that. Yeah, yeah so we can, because we have a kitchen, we can have guest taps. So if there oh, is oh, some type of yeah. lag time with, so you can with beers it. being ready, then we call our friends yeah. and we try to get some guest taps. Yeah, if we need an IPA, we'll put it on. Um, <laughs> cider. So one of those taps is cider. Oh, yeah. And we can't make, make cider. Because so. everyone wants something yeah. gluten-free. Yeah. yeah. How many fermenters do you have? That's still a lot of taps. So, um, ten barrels. I'm glad you asked that, Beardy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad that you're glad that I asked yeah. that. We have six fermenters, five tens, one twenty. Um, but I have thirty IBC totes. Thirty IBC totes. Yeah. Are they temperature controlled? Conical. Who needs temperature control? <laughs> right. Where we're going, we've gone through. The where we're right, 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 temperature control. The There's a beer name. Under the bed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we make a lot of beer in the wow. IBC totes, and they're cheap. I'm looking sure. at a pretty wide done, variety right now. And we're done, we throw them away. Oh, single oh, use wow. even. Well, I mean, they turn into uh, spent grain totes. Or your farmer. Wait, so is farmer. your mash ton your farmer rotating? <laughs> yeah. Mash, so you're not even reusing Well, we reuse IBC it a couple of times, and then. Okay. Wow. And we move on. Interesting. Hmm. 
Institute of Funk, G Funk era Guys, wild IPA. Oh, that's the one you would love. Really? That's oh, the one yeah. he was describing before. Okay. Wild IPA with massive notes of funk and a touch of citrus. Oh, and you said this too. Yeah, like the big cheese and tropical hop in there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. right. Mother's Helper, an imperial stout with maple and vanilla. And we did that for Mother's Day, and, and we paired it with pancakes. Wow. With, with yeah. that beer as a reduction, like a syrup. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you had like a pancake brunch on Mother's Day? Yeah, yeah we opened up uh, early. Yeah. People love it. Is that a hit? I yeah. bet. Oh, mother, wow. single mothers with... Single mothers? Tw- single mothers coming in with twelve specifically per- with twelve percent pastry stouts. I will never get that picture out of my head. I love it. Them sitting there feeding their kids pancakes while they're down. How like did you know that they were single? Because they said they were. Oh. Sounds like you're watching a channel, but we don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Very specific. Anyways, backstory is important. You've made an Italian soda. Uh, so that's non-alcoholic, and yeah. we do different. We make our own simple syrups, and we do different flavors depending on what we have, and just a, a nice option for we people. We get that question a lot. What yeah, do you we, have that's not alcoholic? We, we also do a nitro coffee. Um, I don't know if it's on right now, but we do a nitro coffee for people as well. Um, oh yeah, I see that right now. We we have actually a really funny story with the nitro coffee, but I don't know. If about. Yeah. What? When we first opened, there was a guy, I think, that thought... Single father? Yes, exactly. No, We're all. He, was, was no, he was married. I think he thought it was a stout. Okay. And he would always order it. And oh, then no. one one day, his friend came up and said, oh, give me an IPA, and my, and my friend's drinking the stout. And I said, I don't have a stout on tap right now. He goes, no, no, the coffee stout. So then I said, oh, but that's just coffee. Yeah. There's no alcohol in it. And I guess he was saying how oh, messed gosh. up he was from the stuff. Oh. I think he was having heart palpitations. Right. Though. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Drinking pints. You know what, though? Uh, Stroking out. Okay, wait. As a scientist, though, there's a thing to the placebo effect, right? Right. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, that's a real phenomenon. Yeah, especially if you're getting some sort of effect and you... A pint of coffee will do that. Sure. And if he had six of them, he's like, (laughs) I can't even drive. So then his wife came in and was like, I like this. Like, this place is great. No, but he after that... He does all his chores. Right. Oh, right. After it's he up found for two out days. it wasn't stout, he would not order the coffee again oh, and no. only would have IPA. And then shortly after, his wife said he wasn't allowed to come back. So. <laughs> Get him back on the coffee. So his friend ruined it for yeah. him. Yeah. But essentially. This is the Truman Show effect. Like, just let him live his little dream yeah, really. and he'll be fine. Right? <laughs> What a shitty friend. The world is hard enough. <laughs> yeah. No by the way, your coffee is not moment. beer. By the way, I'm the first friend that would do that. I throw beardy under the bus the fastest oh. I ever can. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh, well. you probably have things in your queue right now. <laughs> ready to crush my world with. He saves them. Uh, <laughs> back up over you, too. I don't yet, but I do want to get through our Twitter game. Now, normally I say goodbye right now and thank you all, but since you're going to hang out, I'm going to do that all at the end. Is that okay? Or do you want me to do it like, you want me to like wrap it up right now so you have like a little neat package? No, we don't. We don't need I don't like neat packages. For your book. <laughs> wow. yeah. We don't need a neat That we package. can't talk about. Yeah. Nothing's neat here. All right, let's yeah. do our, our Twitter game, talk about and then the we, can, we can have a little more fun. All right. Uh, so our Twitter game was uh, JP's out. Right. The reason he's out is because he's so embarrassed the last two weeks that he couldn't come up with a Twitter game. Okay. Oh, so yeah. we're trying to help him me. help him get back. Got it. I need paper. Hang on. There's post-its right there. All right. Post-it. Here we go. All right. 
some people misunderstood, I think, and came up. We're coming up with <laughs> actual ideas or game ideas that we could do. Like people call in. Oh, so not a new Twitter they game, just a to, new game. They wanted to bring back games. That's okay. Yeah, I didn't include any of those because they're dumb. Because <laughs> they didn't follow directions. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, TN Brewing says an Instagram game in which the winner comes from the cleanest beer that they're drinking. So they post a picture of the clearest beer. Clearest. Whoever's clearest wins. So that's a that's that's not a Twitter game. That's a, or that is a Twitter game. That's Instagram. an Instagram game. Well, you can link them together. I was kind of giving him. I thought you weren't doing pen. anything but Twitter games. Anyway, clear beer on Instagram. <laughs> Got it. Social media works where they can share across platform. Justin. Oh dear. Okay. Sounds like a production meeting offline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just Instagram me. We'll be fine. You have 120 characters. Okay. Uh, Edmund says. Facegram. I think that's the one. Okay. Um, Instagram. That's what he would call it now. <laughs> Facegram? Yeah, it's yeah. trending. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's better than Twitster. Yeah, it's trending on AOL. Ah. Check it out. Uh, Edmund says, bring back the classic, what number am I thinking of? <laughs> I remember that game. That was a classic. Yeah. Wow. I think there might have been a reason it went away, too. Yeah. Uh, Joe Homebrewer says, which brewcaster has the least anal leakage? Oh, Okay. How do, you, how do you measure that? Yeah, the <laughs> scientists in the room. How do you measure that? <laughs> yeah. you yeah. your biology. Just turn in your underwear. We wait to Levi's that. You, you collect it in a graduated cylinder. Oh, <laughs> Independent field. See, <laughs> Levi already is like, if you want to be accurate, <laughs> right. you collect it in a graduated in cylinder. cylinder. And we oh, carry yeah. them through the hop grenade to the studio. Send it to the lab. lab. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, Josh says, find Ian Titus. Great one. Yeah. Okay. Find him. Find him. It's like a Where's Waldo thing. Find exactly. Ian Titus. Who is Ian Titus? Find him. I hope we never meet Ian Titus. I think that that was spelled out. It's going to ruin. We, yeah. First time he sent an email, we're like, we never want to meet We never meet you. You're going to ruin the mystique. Yep. Oh, is that a real person? It's yeah. a real person who writes in the best feedback. They're always like two sentences, and they just cut right <laughs> to the chase, and they're usually drunken, and we love them. We just nice. love them. Yeah. But what we feel guy. like if we were to put a face to that, it would ruin like, kind of Often, like when people meet us after listening to the podcast for years, <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh. Yeah. He sounded a lot more handsome. It's <laughs> the one you're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. You have a Behind face the rail. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. And then lastly, Austin says, now that Schumann is a dad many times over, what's in Schumann's mouth? Oh, great game. That was a good one. That was a a good game. Uh, So really, I guess they didn't come up with new ideas. Right. They just just rehashed back old ones. But you did ask it to be a JP game, so it kind of fits. Bring back rehashed old ideas. (laughs) That's all he does? That's what JP would do. I feel like they they followed your instructions. All right. Part of the course. I was hoping Twitter would be creative for once. Okay, well, I'm just going to uh, I just gonna pick the winner this week. I mean, it's I obviously think, yeah. Find Ian Titus. Yes. Right. That's, yeah. our, that's I agree. our Twitter game winner. Uh, yeah. He's a winner. Yeah. But then not tell us where he is. <laughs> yes, just find we him. We don't want to just find him and, yeah, prove that you know. Right. That's yeah. it. Leave him status quo. All right. Well done, whoever that was uh, on who Facebook. Who was that? That was Josh. Good okay. job, Josh. All right. 
You could have said anything with Ian Titus in it, and he would have won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's the new Chechnya. <laughs> he is. He's a better Chechnya. He is. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever been backpacking across Chechnya? Like you guys, have, two of you have been everywhere. Yeah. Not, not, yet. That's not, not yet. One of them was a hang glider instructor. <laughs> yeah. They were running like that, that one time. <laughs> a goat farm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We were at a resort in Sudan. <laughs> That's where we met. Uh, <laughs> now, with the opening of the business, do you, do you feel like you're going to get to do travel? again or you've now ruined your life because you have to be at a business uh, for the rest well, of your so life? Well, so now any of our travels are business related. Okay. Yeah. And you have people now that can kind of run the show for a we, few days. We have really reliable people that are amazing. That's so great. They're getting more amazing every day. Yes, we're very thankful for our... Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. But yeah, like she said, it's uh, workations. Um, sure. But we're here, aren't we? You're here. I like it. Both of you at once, even. Yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. That's nice. Yes. Well, thank you so much for all the beer that you brought in. It was just wonderful and thank interesting you. to talk about. I think there's going to be several follow-up episodes with you two. I like what you're doing, and we're going to have to. You're going to have to keep coming back with like, okay, I think I'm even closer. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> check it <laughs> out. Because yeah, I'm having to check it out. I think you're close already. So good stuff, guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what is it? LB Beer. LBBeer.com. Yeah. You can go check it out. Um, you can go, if you're going to happen to be down at the California Craft Beer Summit, you can go visit there yep. in Long Beach. Five minutes away. Oh, cool. uh, I'm going to come down at the end of September and visit you all. I'll send yeah. you a little note so you know I'm coming. Hell yeah. You close up shop or whatever <laughs> you have. Yeah, right. We'll do all the things, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Clean excellent. the railings. Let's take that yeah. precaution. <laughs> yeah. are, are you guys selling spirits down there yet? Or just no, uh, no. We, we really just started the distillery for a sustainability reason. So probably, okay. I mean, we want to taste the barrels after five years 10 years yeah. we're not no. in a hurry yeah we're not, we're not in a hurry. In a oh hurry. you're not doing Quebec type uh, spirits no, <laughs> no, 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 no fast spirits. we have barrels um and we're filling them slowly and then maybe one day there'll be a club maybe we'll do some tasting dinners um, nice it's a license to yeah. distill yeah and i like the, it the business will follow and why okay. not why not? Actually, like you guys that. are going to be artists and sweater makers soon. Organic. You guys a little bit of organic. Well, Sorry. Yeah, yes. please. I mean slow. Lo- <laughs> local right. local yeah. organic slow sweater. Sweaters. <laughs> free range sweaters. Yeah. Scott Legs, man. We're coming up with some good marketing for you yeah. tonight. These are all I, free, I by it. the way. Love- <laughs> We're going to get the bill later. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. For sure. What was, Sully's, free. Uh, what was Sully's crafted kosher or something? Crafted to be kosher. Crashed, crafted to be kosher, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, trademark that quick. Yeah. I feel like he might have a notepad somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Sully's sneaky like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I said that, I said it to my lawyer, so you, you're going to have to... Right. Work, so. Every time great stuff happens in the show with Sully, I get a cease and desist the next day <laughs> from Sully's lawyer. Excuse right. me, when yeah. you said that on the show, Mr. O'Sullivan said that you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And what's next for you, Tasty? You're just hanging out. Next? And, you know. I'm just taking it day by day. Yeah. yeah sure. You got, you got great advice, by the way. Uh, kids around? I'm going to go to the Drake's uh, anniversary party on Saturday, if anybody wants to uh, join me there. Excellent. 30 years, 30 years. of beer. That's a them. long time. The Jubilee? Yeah. Or what is yeah. it called? Do you already have your ride? You got, you, do you, uh, I'll, somebody, I'll get there. Yes, I have a ride yet. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, that's, that job's taken. All right, and so are you finding yourself bored? Are you finding you're you know, able to keep yourself busy? Uh, I, I spend a lot of time just at home not feeling well. Okay. And I, I'm not bored. Do you just sleep I during that time? Yeah, I'm not, I don't go like, 
man, I'm freaking bored. I got to get out of here. No, I, I wish we could go snowboarding right now. <laughs> are you are you binge watching anything in particular when oh, these things happen? Cable news. I'm all over that. Show. Oh, you are. Oh, oh. I didn't oh, know God. you were a oh, cable dude. news guy. Huh. Do that. They should have me on there. I could. I could. I, I, I could be a good talking head for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You like just critiquing their commentary? Oh, and... yeah. My God, yeah. They, 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 yeah. All the ladies are having babies. I know the babies' names, and it's great. <laughs> Oh yes. my I, goodness! I had no idea the Somebody, side of you. That should have been the Twitter game. No, it's like, what it's like what it's TV. Watch? Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Wow, yeah. we need a new show where Tasty's critiquing daytime cable news. I think like, I have right. my own like uh, like a Twitch channel or Twitch something channel. Like that. Yeah. yeah, seriously, it <laughs> doesn't even need him. to be edited. Just <laughs> live stream, man. <laughs> Look at the eye makeup on this woman. On this guy <laughs> yeah. on those shows too. If you got to show the anyway, like wow, well. yeah, yeah. I, I definitely critique the makeup in general. I, the dudes, anyway, some that, of the dudes. That's my life. Okay, yes. you're not watching like The Godfather or you know Stranger Things. No, it's I've just, got on Netflix. I got all this. I I don't know. Just, you just don't care. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Occupies my mind. Yeah, that's good. That's good enough. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy to see you in this studio in general. Yeah, that's been awesome. Really yeah. Well, you know, you're welcome anytime, and, and you I know, know that. So uh, that was this is a very nice surprise. So I appreciate you doing that for us. Sure. Uh, the listeners love to hear your voice. I've been giving them little updates, even in the feedback Thank you. today. Thanks we, for doing it. You're welcome. I, I got a feedback today that just said, "Hey, thanks for the tasty updates. It's, we it's, we want to we want to know. That's cool. So uh, yeah, people want to know what's up with you." All right, well, let's go have a beer with you after this, huh? I'm down for that. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, thanks again to Long Beach Beer Lab, both of you, Levi and Harmony. I appreciate you making this trek up here and doing it in the studio. Thank you. Great Thank story, you. great beer. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you. Agreed. And it's always better when, when the folks are in the studio. Um, beer you, you, you can have that, by the way, that great beer is great. That's that's free. That's free. Yeah, Yeah. I have a feeling feeling it's not going to be so free tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, he's trademarking that. Yeah, it all gets worked out. Before you get home, Uh, Beardy, do you need me? Are we good? No closing things or? Uh, I mean, I would just like to say hi to my family. Oh God, and and my friends. Oh, that's, well, well, oh, nobody cares. No, oh, I don't have any of those, including your family. <laughs> you don't have the JP oh. sign-off stuff. No, Justin won't give me that stuff to read. I don't have that. JP has it's oh. not. You know, I just let him do it to it's like so same. he has a thing <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's like a radio thing. It's what like, Justin yeah. is really saying is he enjoys it. <laughs> Thank JP, you, if you're listening at home. Oh, there's Sully. no way he's listening. So he's my interpreter. <laughs> I love that. Remember when Key and Peele did that? It was great. I feel like you should oh, have right. it memorized by now. Yeah. Um... When is your? When are you leaving us? When are you? When am I done with you? When am I finally? Because, when are you finally free of because me? Because Beardy's also shaving? moving, and I don't <laughs> know when your last show is. I don't know if there's a last show. Um. Well, so it might be within the next month, actually. Okay, so I might have you for another month. Might, yeah, or I might not. <laughs> I guess you have to tune in next week and find out. <laughs> Great. So every every Beardy, week. do you have a plan? <laughs> do you know what you're going to do? I'm living it day by day. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm just trying to save money on the after show food. You know, I just want to know when you're not here. I don't have to, I don't have to no. feed you anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I could just stop feeding him. Right. He'll just he'll slowly <laughs> disappear. Yeah, like now. Did, did Bevo even remember to get food tonight? Mm. Obviously, I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah, food is not something Bevo forgets. She usually gets the cheese platter from the hop grenade here, so she's not hungry. (laughs) All right. Cut me deep. (laughs) (laughs) You're not gone now. 
Fine, tonight's my last night. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> hey, Bertie, been nice hanging with you, buddy. Yeah. Tasty's you, back. Tasty. Bertie's gone. Yeah. What a great show, ladies Upgrade. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here now. Thanks again to Long Beach Beer Lab. You can go to lbbeer.com and learn about them. Read the About page. You'll, you'll, you'll learn a little something about how awesome these folks are. Uh, there's some cool photos on the page. You can check it out. You can find out what's on tap. You can learn about the bakery. You can get everything you need over at lbbeer.com. While you're on the interwebs, go to 21st-amendment.com. You can learn all about the 21st Amendment, which I know you have a new website. Yeah. At least new to me. I haven't looked at it in maybe a month or so. It's, up, it's been up there for about five months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for mentioning it. Great website. Uh, no, it's cool. I liked it. Thank you. Uh, 21st-amendment.com. Find Beardy on things, and Bevo does things, and Tasty's doing great now. He's here, and we're happy to see him. And, oh, thank you. And um, we'll see you soon. Hopefully. And next week on the show, Hop Revolution, straight out of New Zealand. That's right. Oh. Yes, straight out of New Zealand. They're going to come talk to us about a new hop project. The largest project ever in New Zealand. In studio. In hops. And they will be in studio, yeah. They're not like some of you other janky guests who, oh, no, the song's <laughs> over. Some of you janky guests who, like, call in and don't, not like Levi and Harmony who drive up and yeah. and uh, and Jason from Hop Revolution and Susan, they're going to fly in from New Zealand. Yeah. People who know how important we are yeah. come to see us in person. That's right. Now we're going to end just abruptly. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> We'll see you next week. JP, you asshole. <laughs>